All right. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Dune Dudes. Uh, as ever, we are your dudes, and we're here to talk about Dune. Uh, we've been having some guests on the podcast lately, and just going to jump right into it. Um, I'm very excited to announce uh, our guest today is Grady from Connecticut-based punk rock band Dagwood. Grady, welcome. Thank you. Um, it's it's Grady. Is it it's it's Hearn or Earn? Hearn. Hearn. Yes. Hearn, Hearn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I hope you don't mind me uh starting off just by saying, Hey Grady, what's up? I don't I don't mind that at all. <laughs> Not the slightest bit. Thank you for having me. I've never yeah. uh, been on a podcast before. Really? Never. Oh no! I uh, that's all I listen to is podcasts. Though I don't don't even listen to music anymore. I just uh, just Dude. podcasts. Yeah. No. I um. Here I'm moving a little. I get that. What uh? So this is uh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're like. So you've been listening, long time listener, first time. Yeah. Pod. Oh yeah. Caster. Podcast guest. Yeah. Uh, what kind of podcast are you into? Related podcasts, oh, okay, uh, stuff like that to get me motivated in the morning. And then, uh, let's see, my favorite one right now is uh, it's called by Jane Weingarten and Matthew Golden. It's called uh, Up Close and Personal. Okay, kind of comedy podcast. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So it, they just kind of like shoot the shit. It's like, really hard to explain. But yeah, it's like, okay. Uh, it's very, very. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard, but it's yeah. also the most amazing. Uh, it's probably the best, uh, best, best art form. I, that best piece of art that I've heard in a long time. Wow, that's pretty um, high praise. It's, it's really, it's really insane. It, it almost like transcends um, podcasting in, in general. It's like uh, you just, uh, you have to check it out. Definitely. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's we called will. up close and personal. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. I, I think it's kind of funny to to mention that and start off because. Today we're going to be talking about Jodorowsky's Dune, and it sounds like the running theme will probably be like really bizarre art that kind of sure. like transcends the medium. Sure. So like, uh, maybe we could up close and personal is kind of like the 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 Jodorowsky's uh, podcast. It kind right? of is actually. It's everything is scripted, and um, it's it's all scripted, but it sounds like a real podcast. They have guests, and they actually script everything for the guests, and it um, it's kind of disorienting. Um, in a very, uh, it's kind of, it's the most funny and most yeah. scary thing I've ever listened to. <laughs> like, do you know? Do the guests, do they like know what they're gonna say before they come yeah, on, or are they like? It sounds like they're given a script. Yeah, and yeah. They, um, they read it verbatim, <laughs> and then so like you guys, if you were doing it, you would write the script for me, and right. And, and so you'd tell, you'd be deciding everything that I would say. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's really uh, disorienting and changes the way change the way I thought about conversations and yeah just talking to people in general so. so you didn't get the script that I sent you for this podcast no <laughs> no yes shit we're gonna have to wing it um no that that is like kind of the polar opposite of, of what we do here and I, I know that's not um really unique I think a lot of podcasts are obviously off the cuff but we take a lot of pride in 
just how unprepared we are when we go yeah, in and do our podcasts. It's it's just like very very stream of consciousness. So. Yeah, I mean our, our our thing was like what we kind of realized the show was actually about was kind of teaching people that like even idiots can redune. Yeah. You know, like it's a big book and it's daunting, but even if you're an idiot, mm-hmm. you, you can you can read it and get get something out of it. So so um, can I make a quick confession? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I've never read Dune before. Yeah. That's 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 what I thought. Yeah, yeah that's great. But I think um, it's. So I, thought, I think, but I thought that that might be a good, uh, good to have. Yes, a good take absolutely. To have. It is absolutely. actually. Yeah, I think that makes probably what we're going to talk about a lot more interesting. Especially in this episode because yeah. I mean, Joe Dorowski, uh d- did not read. I mean, he he might have read it once he decided to adapt it. I, it's still the the lines there are unclear. I think I don't know if he actually ended up reading the book or not. Um, it. It didn't. It didn't come across that way to me when we when we watched it. Let's. I think what I w- want to mention quick. So Connor and I, we just watched Jodorowsky's Dune last night. Um, we've known about it since before we read Dune because. Well, yeah. I, I guess because. Uh, well, that was my yeah yeah. Um, that's that's funny. We'll we'll talk about this. Okay. Um, my first attempt to read Dune was like yeah like four and a half years ago or something like that. Maybe maybe like maybe like three and a half four years ago. Uh, I was working at a pool, and there was a lot of downtime at the pool. I was like the receptionist, kind of front desk person, and uh, so I, I would I, I got into like reading a lot of books, and that was really awesome. Um, I, I got back into reading in a big way, um, and so I I was starting to read Dune for the first time. I didn't end up finishing at that time. I got like halfway through, and then I I hung it up for a while until we started Dune dudes. Mm. Um, but one day Grady came in to the pool, like to ask about you know getting a membership and i was like wow is that the guy from dagwood is that the guy from the band dagwood like, this is, yeah. this. i was like i know i, I recognize the guy you were starstruck uh, yeah <laughs> yes i was starstruck yeah um and uh you know he sees me reading dude and he's like yeah there's a there, there's a cool documentary about uh uh you know alejandro jodorowsky or hodorowsky or i mean they're, they're, i'm not i'm gonna butcher the the, the 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 pronunciation of his last name but um uh yeah, and he told me about the, this this documentary, and he was like, "Yeah, I haven't read Dune, but like that's an awesome documentary. You should check it out." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that that, that sounds good. I I totally will." And uh, you know, here we are, four years later, and uh, yeah, full circle. We we finally yeah. watched it, and uh, to talk about it, the man himself, yeah, Grady is here, so so it's it's fitting, yeah. Yeah, I I do have a question for you, Grady. So I guess what I'm wondering is, and I, I think you were talking about this just a little bit before we got set up, but um. So you haven't read Dune. No. And so I, I guess um, what what made you interested in watching Jodorowsky's Dune? For us, it was we love Dune. You know, what what drew you to uh, this documentary uh, the first time? Um, I think that uh, I was into Jodorowsky's movies at the time. I started getting into them, and I had a neighbor um, and a friend that he lived across the street from me, and he had a giant uh, – screen at his house and he uh he told me about this movie and he said yeah you know Jodorowsky made this um you know he made this this documentary about how he was going to make Dune and how it was going to be this crazy thing so I so I that's pretty much it and I, yeah. I um I think I might have seen David Lynch's Dune but I love David Lynch and he has been quoted he has been you know quoted in interviews saying that he feels like that was a disaster for yeah, his right. career and he thought it was horrible and so I kind of never really like 
I might have seen it, but I don't really remember anything about it, and I didn't really give it much thought. Yeah, but I do. I have found the uh, the Dune story interesting, and uh, I had some heard some stories about the author. I heard that he wrote the wrote it later, and I I think that's that was like the frame of reference that I had was that he he wrote wrote the book late in, his in life. life yeah, right? right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think he was older. He he worked as a the story that I've always heard is Frank Herbert worked as a journalist uh, in Oregon, and he he ended up um, having to cover this story about uh, I guess like these or like these sand dunes forming in in Oregon that were were like encroaching on the uh, I don't know what do you like the grasslands or whatever, um, and that that's partly what inspired him to to end up writing the story. But yeah, I, I do think I mean he was probably well into his his forties or I don't know, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think maybe in his fifties, honestly. Fifties, right? Yeah, because yeah. I, well, I, I so. don't know when he passed away, but uh, but he did pass away in the eighties, and he wasn't young. Like I don't think he really died super young. Maybe no. May, I mean maybe back by today's standards, but uh, it, truthfully though, like we don't really know. I we never, don't really I know. Never looked that up. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of just that's the the impression that I have. But yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Um, that's cool. So you you were familiar with Jodorowsky before. Before the documentary, is yeah, that what it was? yeah, yeah. So, right. so I, I uh, saw Holy Mountain, which, um, which I like. I like that movie a lot. Mostly, I, it's. I feel like it's a visually good movie. I, yeah. The plot, I don't really. Ne- I don't. Like not much of a plot. Yeah, I mean, there is a plot, but it's not like you know a normal movie. Uh, but visually, it's it's a really uh, cool cool movie and um same with el topo and there's another one that i've seen um that i just thought that he you know he's a pretty interesting director um and yeah so i so yeah in the documentary he mentioned um jodorowsky he mentioned uh that like when he started making movies he didn't know what he was doing and that seems to partly be what according to him anyways kind of allowed him to um like not not make movies like bound by those conventional rules right like he he was like oh i didn't know like what the difference between the lenses was i didn't know and it it was really interesting to me to think like um how um how like contentious or how divisive that that was you know like one of the things that this documentary really made me think of is like that that like people will tell you that there are rules to make art, you know, and that like Jodorowsky seems to be vehemently uh, living his life in, in this idea that like, you know, I think partly making art can be about breaking rules. Um, so it was really cool that he came into it like knowing nothing, and that that seems to at least in part be like why his movies got to be as like strange and weird as they were, because like he didn't he didn't know like what a normal movie might be yeah. or, or how to make it. And it know? sounds like he, he, he said something about the, the union. Yeah. The union got, yeah, he like, yeah. he broke all the rules and he like alienated himself from other people that were making films. Um, so yeah, he's definitely, definitely a crazy yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what I'm really drawn to is like, it was pretty clear right away. I'm, I'm kind of drawn to these characters who are like in my head, I think of them as like pure artists. Like they're like nothing 
but an artist you know like that that's that that's their entire existence that's their vocation that's their you know reason that's that's what they um you know prescribe meaning to their life with um and jo- yeah Jodorowsky is just like through and through he's he's a, to- a pure artist for better or for worse um same thing with you know it's funny we, we brought up David Lynch he's the same way in my mind um and it it's it is kind of funny that like he did eventually adapt Dune, and, and and one of the best parts of the movie is is uh, Joe Dorowski talking about how when he watched you know David Lynch's <laughs> Dune, he he was so happy that it was awful, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like such a relief for him. Like I love that part, yeah. um, and and you know like like uh, right away he's like, well that's not David Lynch's fault. That that's a producer that did that, and like I think that's that's accurate. Yeah. David Lynch had no I think control he says of the movie. That now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think David Lynch is hard pressed to talk about Dune, even you know, like because yeah. it's it's nothing he wants to. It doesn't think really about. like most people don't consider it one of his movies. No, they don't. No, it's just like it has his name on it. But yeah, I mean, as a big uh, a big Twin Peaks fan myself, um, yeah, I, I watched his Dune after watching all of Twin Peaks and a few of his his movies, and uh, I mean, yeah, like like you can tell what what he brought to the table, and it's it's a lot of the weird and wonderful imagery that that we get in that movie because there are it's not just a piece of shit like it's 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 a fun 80s sci-fi movie that's weird and you know an adventure it's got some cool ideas in it but you know it just it's not dune and uh um yeah you can tell there's like tons of studio meddling in it um and yeah i i i guess the difference is that you know Jodorowsky knew that he would never go for that because his his Dune could have been made if he was willing to compromise, you know, at all. But he he wasn't willing to do that, and I kind of feel like that that movie taught David Lynch like that lesson, you know, because yeah. like after that, um, you know, he like he's been that way. Like he's he's not oh, going yeah. to he, he's he's not gonna um, bend you know bend over for for anyone else's vision he, he wants to see his dream through um so i ju- just just the kind of both of them in the dune universe like like their stories are are interesting to me yeah yeah for real it is it is really funny to think about like um I don't know, like, yeah, obviously David Lynch, like you said, has been pretty vocal about um not being happy with the movie that that ended up being. Uh, made in the end, you know, like how many how many hands were like in in the pot there, um, and I I don't know. It's so interesting, like watching the documentary, and like seeing Jodorowsky like assemble this this team. Like, you know, obviously a movie is always going to be a collaborative effort. He needs to bring all these people in. Like that that's part of what makes the documentary so fun is like seeing all the different people who need to make it. But like, I, I was fascinated by. Um, like the people that Jodorowsky would reject too, like yeah, yeah because yeah. he he wasn't really interested in just getting like the the biggest names or the most professional established people. It was like he he felt like he would sense something in them. He called like his team like spiritual warriors, spiritual warriors, yeah. 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 And um, yeah. the yeah the the part that stuck out to me in reference to that was like when when they were trying to figure out how to do the special effects, uh, they go to the guy who did two thousand one Space Odyssey. And when Jodorowsky meets with him, he's like, "Nah, fuck this guy. Like, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna work with this guy." And um, 
at that point, he already had Mobius, the French artist on his team, and Mobius is like, what do you do? You're not going to have that guy? And Jodorowsky, you know, according to him, just doesn't even have a second thought about it. He's like, no. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a like. Yeah, that question requires anything, a lot of. That requires yeah. like a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't imagine. Uh, like now that the more I've learned about how films are made and how much pressure is put on a, a director or a, or a producer of any kind, like just the um, the the balls, I guess to to just say no and have people saying, "Are you sure? You know, yeah. this is like the best yeah. guy." Like, if I were yeah. in that position, people would go. Are you sure about this? This is the best guy ever, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe I. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I'd like yeah, doubt yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then probably just be like, you know, if somebody asked me to compromise on something, I'd be like, I'm more likely to 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 be like, okay, you know, right. <laughs> you know. But no, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's hard when you're when you're yeah. have a lot of pressure on you like that. Absolutely, and, uh, I mean, especially when like money is involved. You know, like exactly, he, yeah, money. He he just had had no, you know, love for it, which is good, but also just like I mean, didn't take that into consideration. You know, yeah, at all. Uh, and I mean, that's a that's pretty yeah. much. I feel why like it if, eventually fell apart. Exactly. But, I yeah. feel like if I were in that position, I would yeah. be like, well, people's livelihoods are depending on me. Exa- I, I exactly. better like I better. Exactly. You know, yeah. no, it's true. And, and to your point, Connor, like saying like that's why the movie didn't happen. It's funny, like as you watch the film, I remember thinking like, oh, like maybe maybe at the end or something there would be like one one specific reason, like oh, and this is why the movie never got made. Like, but like as like the reason the movie doesn't get made, like you're you're watching it as it happens. Like it it's because of the way that he is. Like it it's so weird. I, it's part of the reason why the documentary I think is so fascinating. It's like the way that they explain it, like, Jodorowsky's doing sounds amazing, of course, but, like, by, by its very nature, like, and and by his, that un- uncompromising vision as an yeah. artist, like, it couldn't be made, not right. within the system that exists to make these movies. Like, it was just doomed to fail from yeah. the second he got his hands on this project. And, like, it's kind of like watching a car crash the whole time. You're watching the movie. You're like, this is like Salvador Dali is going to yeah. be the, the emperor. Like, this is not happening. This yeah. can never work out. But, like, it's that's what makes it feel like a dream. Like, that's why it's right. so amazing that he was trying to make this, like, crazy, chaotic uh, force in nature. Um, actually, let me, let me like, try to roll that into a question. The, the beginning of the, the documentary, Jodorowsky is like, he, he wants to make this artwork. He says to, like, open people's minds. He literally wants to, like, change the consciousness of anyone who, like, watches this movie. That's his goal, which is pretty ambitious. Yeah. Um, if somehow this movie had been made, do you feel like, you know, is that, like, an attainable goal? Is that something that could happen? Or maybe even thinking about like the way that he made his other films, like did, did I don't that know. left like some kind of mark? How do you feel? I don't know. Partly, I mean, part of me, th- when when I hear him talk about, when I hear him say things like that, part of me is like, you know, I really uh, can appreciate his um, ambition and his genius, I guess. But at the same time, part of me thinks like, you know, he's kind of like. Uh, you know, that was supposed to be a, like a what a sixteen-hour movie. Yeah, something like that. Like who? 
how would you change people's you know how, who would sit through that no i mean exactly. nobody like yeah. and, and it's it makes me think like obviously that was never going to be a big like blockbuster motion picture in the 70s if he came to it like in the netflix era like that could easily yeah, be a, a, a you know a limited run series on netflix exactly. or hulu yeah, or something that's kind of what i thought too it's like it's... yeah it's totally ahead of its time in that in, in in that way but at the same time i don't think he would have wanted that i think he would have want. I, I think he wanted wanted it to be one piece that people sit through it's you know in its entirety i don't like that's probably the only way you could change someone's consciousness. Is it almost sounds like that's, that's like true. a Clockwork Orange thing, it's where like you, yeah, you it's torture. sit down yeah. and you just have to watch the whole thing beginning to the end, and you know your eyeballs yeah. like are, yeah can't handle it. In some ways, you know, he's. I think that this sounds like it would be a, uh, amazing if it were made. Um, obviously, but there is a part of me that just you know thinks that Jodorowsky is also a really annoying guy who's like yeah. a real would probably be a you know a huge pain in the ass to work with oh, yeah. and and kind of he's he's a little obnoxious you know with this whole thing of oh, saying like oh it needs to be exactly as I envision it mm-hmm. and um, you know part of me is like that's awesome but then the other part of me is like you know he's he's kind of a kind of a prick yeah. you know he's he's a loose cannon and I mean he he says some you know messed up things throughout the documentary like you know he like like he you know talking about raping, raping uh like yeah. works of art he says, he's, he he says, yeah he says i raped frank herbert um and like you know you can you can tell where he's like coming from but it's it's just like come on dude <laughs> you yeah. know yeah it's it's yeah. uh it, it is off-putting and um very abrasive yeah. you know yeah it's one of those things it's like um you know, uh, part and parcel of like uh, a lot of, um, like of the more uh, I don't know, like like offbeat or uh, you know, in like really big quotes, like crazy artists, like they just can't be what what we would consider to be like normal, right? Like there there's right, going right. to be something about them that you know, if you listen to them talk long enough, or like you'll be like, well, something's something's up here, right? But like yeah. it. It, that that kind of is like the tension sometimes between artists like Jodorowsky, where it's like, well, it it it, it takes something that um, you know can be off-putting to like make make these works of art that would not otherwise be made. It it kind of I think begs a question of like, well, you know, it's like where what what is like the the threshold of like having these people with. Um, you know, with with opinions or or like you know maybe like prickish prickish abilities or, or thoughts like to make these works of art. It's and and yeah. not that like we would be the ones where it's like oh well I'm gonna make that decision of who's allowed and who isn't. Like that's Jodorowsky's whole thing. But like yeah, it is very weird to think. Well, about. I I I guess the the thing that I'm that that I think about with him a lot is like does that inherent does somebody just um like just expressing their vision 100% um you know having a team of of people you know a, a, a film crew or a produce a producer or whatever making your vision on 100% to how you see it does that inherently mean it's good cuz i mean a lot of the stuff that Jodorowsky does just seems like 
you know, brain vomit, stuff that you just see in your dreams. Totally. Like if I were to make a film about one of my, my dream that I had last night, it might be exactly as I saw it in my dream, but is it, does that make it good? Yeah. Does that make it valuable in any way? Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll run through an example, okay, and see if you guys think this is good, okay? Because right, I, right. I did have a dream last night, and um, I did want to share it, actually. All right, cool. I didn't know I was going to share it on the podcast, but I'm going to. Um, I was working in a grocery store, okay? And um, I don't know what, but I think it was like a price shopper or something. And I think I, I, I was like stocking shelves or something like that. And um, the manager was like, th- there was like a little like room behind the, the shelf, you know? I, I, I don't know if it was like a, uh, you know, where they put soda or, you know, cold, cold beers or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Okay. So it was a little fridge or something. And um, he was just standing there and he was like barking out orders at everybody. You know, and, and he was just like hiding in there and just like barking out orders to everybody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then I, I I went and talked to my coworker who I don't know who it was, it was nobody that I know in real life. Um, and we were just like, yeah, that guy's guy's a weirdo. That was it. Oh, it's actually a pretty <laughs> grounded dream. I thought that, I thought that was gonna. A lot of times with dreams, it's like, yeah, that was yeah, I can see that happening. But that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be a prophetic vision. You it might could be. be. Find yourself in a grocery store. I so. know. I'll, I'll know what to watch out for then if I <laughs> if I ever interview yeah. at a grocery store. Yeah. No, it, I don't know. It's yeah, okay. It might, might be an okay short film or like a little vignette. Yeah, you know? it's nice and short. You know, yeah. it'd be easy to. It's not sixteen yeah. hours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I. You know what? What when you were talking, Grady, about like, um, so. It's funny to me because it feels like there's like these two ideas. It's like Joe Dorowski wants to execute his vision 100% the way that he sees it, and he has to create a team of people in order to do it. And like I, I think part of what you were saying is like when you have such a collaborative piece of art, like is there not value in in like seeing what these other people can offer? You know, like. But also, um, I, I, I think the interesting part is like we we think of Joe Dorowski and and he presents himself as incredibly uncompromising and sure enough there's plenty of times he shows himself to be uncompromising but like is he not making compromises just by creating or trying to create the movie like there's no machine yeah. that he's gonna plug into his brain and then the dream comes out and becomes a movie like when you get O'Bannon or uh, to make the special effects in Joe Dorowski's Dune is he gonna make it exactly the same way? Right, it's gonna that be. Joe sees it as a dream. It's collaboration. Yeah. In, inherently, it's gonna be different. I'm sure. Yeah. So like, but. it's still he kind of he does understand, of course, like because he's made movies. Yeah. And like like that that there are compromises. Yeah. And it's funny to see that like, you know, some of them he kind of just accepts and he's like, well, this is well, my dream. Like I think he kind of absorbs them. If it to serves, be right. if it serves his dream, I think he's happy to compromise. Like he's gonna give fucking Salvador Dali a giraffe. Yeah, you know, yes, right. like and and like helicopters to fly. A giraffe stuff. on fire. By a giraffe on fire. Like that. That's for sure a compromise. I think he does. He doesn't want like the the suits. He doesn't. He doesn't want to give the suits. Compromise. Yeah, that's true. I think that that's okay. probably more of what he was saying was that yeah. uh, it was more of like um, this other other. So I feel like there's a there's a certain degree of collaboration where people are you know understand on the same page, and then there's the collaboration where people are trying to water down something which is usually what happens yeah a lot yeah that's probably what he meant but no i'm with that that's a good point i i think though the i mean the i think it's very clear today that if you want to make a big budget movie 
like there really does have to be compromise with people whose only interests are making money you know right yeah just because that's how it how movies are made these days you know like even even Denis Veneux, um would uh w- would agree I'm sure you know um so yeah I mean it it is sad but uh but there was just no way of it happening the way he he wanted it to I mean Grady, as because because you, you know, would you consider yourself a filmmaker, cinematographer? You you, you do work with uh, you I know, do video uh, videography. Yeah. So not quite like I don't have experience working in in a big crew or anything yeah. like that. But uh, through doing that for for work, I've I think I have a better understanding of how how uh, you know these visuals are put together. In, yeah. In a way. Um, so I wouldn't really call my I would call my I wouldn't call myself a filmmaker I would call myself a video maker. Sure, sure. It's more That's fair. more accurate. Yeah. Um, so I mean, just you know, being on the technical side, like we've made dumb videos um, with you know uh, uh, minimal skill. But as as uh, somebody who kind of does that for a living, like looking at at, at Jodorowsky's um, ideas, and I mean, they they do say a few times in the movie that they they know how they're gonna pull everything off. Like physically, like like in reality, they, they they know how they're gonna do all these things. Do you believe them? Do you do you like, like does does it seem realistic to you as as uh, somebody who? Yeah, I think that that um they they put that book together. Yeah. Uh, with all the details of every single shot, and that was um I wish that ev- anybody who's ever uh con that I've done a video for professionally uh, any client. Or people that wanted to do a music video, I wish that everybody would do that. Give me a big yeah. book like that, yeah. because yeah. Uh, sometimes they, you know, they people come with a vague idea yeah. of. So that was like to the letter. It's like you could practically just, like he said, you could probably make that after he's gone, mm-hmm. which is pretty old. He's like not. Like, he's, is he like ninety two? Yeah, he's yeah, ninety two. Um, he had a couple movies come out recently i think right like a doc, couple documentaries about his life yeah i mean, I mean not they, documentaries but they're like these weird uh i think they're um like, like autobiographical yeah semi-autobiographical i watched maybe five minutes of the first one yeah. and it was like a it was like um like a synchronized dance out in the streets of paris <laughs> and there's like people wearing masks and i oh i just God. i couldn't i said i have to turn this yeah <laughs> this, is, this is not this is not <laughs> but what um but uh yeah i think that uh it seems like they had it all together they had they had their vision and they they did everything they could to um make it uh as understandable as possible to translate their vision so i think that that's you know and now somebody you know anybody can make it now yeah i mean that's what we were talking about you know uh, you know as long as this book exists um there is always a possibility that it will be made in some form um you know, and when I heard about his, you know, fantastical vision and how crazy it was and everything, and, and you know, people people online they'll say like, oh, well, it, it never could be made. It that was it's impossible to film this movie or whatever. Um, but I feel like after watching the movie, like they've convinced me that like they they can do it. Like they put a lot of work into it, and uh, I mean, it, it it just makes me more upset that it wasn't made. Yeah, I think. The thing, it, it, it left me feeling almost a little confused because, just like you mentioned, Grady, like, Jodorowsky is, like, it's all there, it's in the book. 
this could be turned into an animated film, even, you know, and it, it probably, if you ask me, would even be better served as an animated film. Like, you could have animated Salvador Dali be the emperor still. Like, you could try and make the book as, as exactly as how he wanted. It feels like, to me, the way he explained it, that animation could very well be, like, the best medium to realize, you know, what, what Jodorowsky would consider to be his dream. And so, like, it kind of puzzled me that he makes that connection and it feels like there's like one more logical leap where he then goes so I'm going to do it and I'm like well why why not like I wonder I why to stop there like he like you said he's old you know maybe he just feels like it's it's in his past at this point but um, it, it seemed a little odd to me in some ways that it feels like the technology is there he's still alive he, he still has this passion um, and I mean obviously there was enough interest to have the documentary be made and, and not just have it be made. I mean, it's it's very well made with huge names attached to this thing. They're interviewing H.R. Geiger. Like, yeah. Like, this is not just, like, some guy with his camcorder, like, finding Jodorowsky on the streets somewhere. Like, this is the real deal. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why does Jodorowsky not make the animated version <laughs> of his film? I kind of don't get it. I know. I don't know. That, But the... Some I wonder if the story of of it of th this story that's the documentary I wonder if that is you know almost maybe more exciting than if it were actually to be made yeah possibly I don't really know but uh, I think that the the some of the stories in there I don't know what why it's just popped into my head but doesn't isn't there something with Pink Floyd there is yeah yeah there's a yeah, part with they, Pink Floyd he, they he said visit they Pink were Floyd. eating. Yeah, burgers it, and he started yelling at exactly, them. Yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. So, I mean, according to one worked. of the people... <laughs> yeah. listen to him and then they were like, eating oh, burgers and, and he started yeah, just exactly. screaming at them. Yeah, They were mixing Dark Side of the Moon, apparently. <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, and they were, like, eating lunch and... <laughs> You know, wanted to like focus on their lunch and not not deal with this crazy guy talk, talking to them about these wild ideas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he he got through to them uh, in in the charming way he he seems to do with with people. Um, and they they Pink Floyd agreed to to score yeah. a section of the Dune soundtrack. They they were going to be like a house band for House of Trades. Yeah. It, which is it, it just it, nuts. It's yeah. just freaking nuts. I know the amount of people that they got to agree to this. Mick Jagger, Salvador Dali. Yes. Um, yeah. H.R. Geiger, we mentioned. H.R. Geiger, he did, yeah. Uh, he had a, yeah, like artwork for the Harkonnens. Um, yeah. Oh, Mobius, who's an uh, incredibly, incredibly influential artist. Uh, yeah. Huge, huge. Pe In fact, so big that as I was watching the documentary, I was like starting to question how much of this is true. But like... That's what I thought was so compelling about this documentary because I'm like, okay, they got H.R. Geiger, like, come the fuck on. Then he's on the he's <laughs> on the documentary. He's like, yeah, yeah. They, this is how we were going to do it. Yeah, like, they're interviewing. Yeah, I know. They they got uh, Salvador Dali's like ex ex partner or you know like yeah. who, who was with him at the time. Like they have these these pictures of her and Dali together. Like and she's like, yeah, we were talking about it, this and that. And it's like they they rounded up all the people that they possibly could, and everyone was like, yes. We really were going to do it. I was like, holy shit. Because yeah. I wouldn't have believed it otherwise. No, Seriously. it kind of does sound like, you know, like somebody telling a story, you know, like, you know, you bump into somebody like on the street and they're telling you that like, oh yeah, Bruce Willis is my cousin. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> like, like just some guy talking, you're like, okay, yeah. But, exactly. and it's kind of, kind of how he comes off. Um, yeah. 
in the movie but then yeah you hear about all these people and they're they're saying oh yeah this and this actually would was you hear about this all the time there's people that are like oh yeah i wrote this you know this this movie or whatever and um you know it almost happened but you know it just didn't work out oh well you know but uh yeah, yeah I, I mean you you wouldn't believe him unless i mean if there wasn't so many people that were backing him up throughout the movie that you know you get these big names and then suddenly they're they're in the talking head section you know they're they're being interviewed like well, okay i guess i guess all of this is real then like yeah. it, it's, right. i mean it it really is it, it's it's nuts and i mean it 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 really is hard to believe like the, the one thing i keep on going back to is um that all of these big stars committed to like a, a really ambitious project that would have taken up so much time. Like, like how many, like, you know, like, you know, sacrifices would Pink Floyd have made? Like what album would they have not made if they made the Dune soundtrack, you know, like, like what Rolling yeah. Stones album would have, what would not have been made if Mick Jagger was in the desert for, you know, for like, like, like four months filming a, or like a year filming a movie. Yeah. Like it just, it's kind of, it's just weird to think about. And then, I mean, and then he had his his son train in martial arts for for two years for this movie. Yeah, like intensely. Yeah, then doesn't happen. Yeah, they said for like hours every just day, every day, literally seven days a week. Like that was was that his son in the movie? He was like sitting next to him. That was, it was son, yeah, 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 his yeah. son. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, he mentioned, right. um, yeah, I I forget what were the two movies he said it was El Topo and then uh, the Holy Mountain. Or yeah. the Holy, I think his son was in the Holy Mountain. They mentioned he was, he was like a the young kid, boy. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, it was funny, too, because we were like, wow, they must have a strained relationship. And they're just, like, chill next to each other on the couch at the end. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah. the <laughs> the movie's not about their relationship. It could be not great. But, like, the way the, the, way the documentary presents yeah, it, I was like, having... oh, like, they're, they, they seem like they, they're kind of uh, on the same page, maybe, yeah. after he seems all. Pretty, he seems pretty normal, too, for yeah. having him as a dad. Yeah, which yeah, is very surprising. I, I mean, it's, it's, like, really funny because uh, you watch them and – you know, Joe Dorowski's going on on some crazy rant and saying all these ridiculous things. He's like you, spitting and, while he's like, yeah, you know. yeah, he's spitting, and you, and you just see his son sitting next to him, and is like, like, yeah, like, like he's heard that him, before, laughing yeah. to himself, right? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, one, is, one of these again, huh? Dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the like old we, tirade. we, we all have that with like our parents, but that's like next level. Yeah, you know, different. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've never seen any of his other films, but I do, I, I do think I want to dive in now um, to his, uh, at least the two, two films he did before he attempted Dune, um, which you said you enjoyed. Um, but then the other thing, actually, is, is he did um, adapt some of those ideas into comic books. Yeah. Um, I think The Incal was, was one that I, I think was pretty close to his vision for the Dune movie. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in reading that. I think I, I think I have to, um, but it's, it's, it's funny that this, we watch this now because just last week they, they announced that they were going to do, um, uh, I think it's a live action adaptation of, of the comic book. So, so we're going to see some, some sort of translation of this crazy thing on the big screen at some point, which is kind of, kind of funny. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, I hope uh, he gets to see it too. Yeah, yeah. That was one thing that I took from it is that this this whole thing is, if you don't, they did all this work on this project, and it didn't end up being made, but there was still some good that came from it. There, yeah. it wasn't for nothing, you know. It's like just because it doesn't end up getting made or whatever, that there was a lot of they 
they did talk about all the stuff that was spun off from this um you know this attempt i guess you know a lot of the yeah the art that was inspired by the book yeah definitely um and it was kind of like this weird bittersweet part of the documentary where um it feels like Jodorowsky is kind of like watching all the people that he assembled like kind of uh, go on and like attain this level of fame, at, you know, afterwards. Like I, I keep remembering the Geiger thing, but like I guess when Alien came out, um, you know, it, it won all these accolades and stuff and like H.R. Geiger is uh, like accepting a, an Oscar or some shit like with, with the team, you know, and Jodorowsky's like, that's my team. Like I, I put those guys yeah, together. Like, yeah. And not in a... Not in a bitter way. Like I, yeah. I don't think that he resents that fact. But he says it's wonderful. You know? Right, right. You're right. Yeah, he even, yeah, far from resenting it. But like that's that that kind of is it, right? Like all those ideas that that they put together and all those like great artists. It's like no one stops creating. No one is like, oh yeah, you know, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't, didn't do it. It's like yeah, he put those people together and they did they those connections he he connected all these people and then they worked on other things together yeah yeah i mean it's just it's funny seeing that team a decade later uh you know winning all these awards all these accolades (laughs) um i mean yeah it's got to be bittersweet for him but uh i i mean and i mean then then just like seeing you know like direct scene like ripoffs in like other movies they they did the whole montage where you know it's like you see the storyboards of of his dune and then you know a scene of another movie is like it's it's like the same shot you know or the same costumes or the same which i think um yeah the scene where they they compare uh i don't know what scene it was supposed to be in jodorowsky's dune but they compare it to opening the ark of the covenant and raiders of the lost ark (laughs) And at, at first, I was like, "This is a this is a fucking reach." There's no way. But like, as they put the shots side by side, I was like, "Steven Spielberg fucking stole <laughs> Jodorowsky's Dune." I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. I, I was surprised. It really I did feel like convinced. You know, not. Um, I don't know. I guess it, I I don't. It didn't leave me feeling with like this predatory feeling where it's like, "Oh, all these people came in and disassembled it and took these pieces." Like it, it probably is closer to. Um, I don't know, like like the artwork kind of like scattering, you know, because it, it wasn't yeah. able to be made. But I feel like a lot of that happens too. I mean, I don't know a lot about how things work in Hollywood, but uh, I feel like there's probably a lot of scripts that you know don't get made, but people take parts. People in the industry totally. will will read something and they'll take a part of it, right? Too, and put different things together, and it's just how it is. Scavengers. I, I think that's just how I think stuff, it, yeah, is, yeah, I, I think ideas that, spread. It happens a lot, and it's like. I think it's it's more more or less okay in this instance because like a lot of those those like uh, you know movies that pull from it are like his his team worked worked on on a lot of those movies so yeah, it's like yeah. it kind of gets gets their blessing it it, it kind of seems but um you know no no doubt in my mind that it's it's you know there, there's some blatant ripoffs with people who had no you know because that book did the rounds as as they were saying through the studios you know and. And uh, you know they're they're gonna pull pull stuff like you know that the the um, POV of like the robot or whatever that they were talking about, which is yeah, a very common. They, they show that in Terminator. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's like a very common shot in sci-fi movies. Which I mean, maybe they originated that, maybe they didn't. You know, who really knows? But um, but yeah, it's it's funny to see those ideas spread as as you said. Um, so. This is kind of uh, 
obviously we are Dune fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you have not read Dune. No. Um, what? So, I mean, did you know what Dune was before you watched Jodorowsky's documentary? Yeah. Dune. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jodorowsky's so. Dune. Yeah, and I, I had heard David Lynch talk about it before, and uh, and I knew I knew what it was. And the, when I watched the uh, Jodorowsky's, like I'm not, I haven't read any a lot of sci-fi. Yeah. Before, but the way he described it near the beginning of the documentary, um, as he said something like, and I saw this a long, I saw this a while ago, maybe a, a year or two ago. Um, he says something near the beginning, right? He says something like. Dune is cannot be described or something like that. It's yeah. like you can't yeah. pinpoint it really what it is. No, because no. like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really a sci-fi guy, but there's something um, appealing about the way he described the movie. Yeah, I think he gets it right. I, I, th- I think he gets the description of Dune there correct. Like it is more than just sci-fi. You know, I mean, um, it's 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 really a big, you know, philosophical. Philosophical, philosophical—that's <laughs> yeah, the word. I like that. Uh, I like that one. Philosophical. Better, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a statement on uh, on on many things, and yeah, it's it's not just a traditional sci-fi story. Um, so I think he got that right. And is sure. that before Star Wars? Was before it Star is. Wars. That was yeah. what I found interesting too. It was well before, before Star and and I mean, Dune came out in sixty-five. 65. Star Wars came out in seventy-seven. Wow, we're twelve years before. And <laughs> as we went through the book, I mean, Connor is a massive Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars. He's fan, a Star Wars nerd. You know, he posts on Star Wars message boards. It's not he, true. I used to. He writes Star Wars <laughs> fan fiction. It's not, also, not true anymore. I used um, to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we noticed all these similarities like really early on. And and they continue throughout the entire series, really. You know, um, like like there's there's you know I, I think we call it like Dune the original Star Wars, like yeah. like like Dune is like he's not a Dune he's not a Star Wars fan he's a Dune fan. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's that's an exaggeration, but uh, but they do they pull a lot from Dune and yeah. put it in Star Wars. It's not a hot take, really. That's been realized for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you have any Star Wars thoughts, Grady? You a Star Wars guy at all? Okay, or? yeah. That so here's the thing is that I like the idea of Star Wars a lot, but I have watched the first one that was made not episode one but the uh episode four episode four yeah i've watched that a lot and i cannot seem to follow it for some reason i i don't know what it is about star wars but i just can't i i really got into joseph campbell yeah a long time journey and all that yeah so i got really into that book um or the hero with a thousand faces hero with a thousand faces yeah i got really into that um and uh so i was like oh well you know i probably will love star wars and I just kept watching it, and I just I don't I don't know what it is. I just can't. Yeah. I this the plot, even the the scrolling text. I can't even, you know. It's like I try to focus on what that is saying, and it's like a ADD thing. I yeah, I yeah. kind of like lose I lose the plot every time. So I like the idea of Star Wars, and I I feel like um, like the it seems like that idea was kind of bubbling up in in culture or something mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of stuff yeah. movies that get made yeah it's like stuff that our you know our culture we want you know we want these things and totally that was like the f- sort of like f- you know first uh i was like yeah like an og uh original like uh star wars kind of bubbling up yeah 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 i mean like it, you first know, attempt at it totally yeah i mean because like science fiction before then like in the 50s is a is a great like pulp genre you yeah. know like yeah, yeah, it's it's not taken seriously at all. So I think there was 
as it grew and aged, people wanted uh, to take it a bit more seriously. And um, that's kind of what Dune is, you know? Yeah. And it became more of like, I, I like Star Wars because it's almost like a, like a religion in some ways. It's like, a, it is. The, yeah. it's, it's com- you know, w- the reason why I wanted to, you know, understand Star Wars was because I heard Joseph Campbell using like m- old myths you know that are timeless myths compared to Star Wars and how they com- Star Wars combines every religion and every myth, uh, which I yeah, think is really myth, cool. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. if if you're into those kinds of concepts, like I think you, I think there's there's a lot. There, yeah, I think a lot I that should... June has to offer you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're knocking on your door and, and uh, yeah, you know, selling <laughs> yeah. selling the <laughs> scripture. Um, for the well, I just want to mention about idea. Star Wars though, like. Uh, when do you know like when you first tried to watch Star Wars? Out of curiosity. Oh yeah, I saw it when I was a kid, uh, and, and I liked it when I was a kid for the Star Wars. I mean, I'm not you know for the lightsabers and yeah, the, yeah. and stuff. But I didn't really. It, when I was in uh, first grade, it was in it was doing like a re thing in theaters. Oh yeah, I remember. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Special editions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were putting them. So out I remember out. I saw it at a friend's birthday party, and I thought it was the coolest thing. But I didn't. I did not understand the plot. I, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And then uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, like, maybe ten years ago, I wa- I started watching. It. I I worked with a guy that was uh, really into it, and he. Um, he was an older guy too, and he he actually almost he was he was, he's an artist, and he he was before Star Wars was made. He what was the the company that did all the special effects? Uh, industrial Industri- like magic. Yeah, he was like uh, you know about to get a job there. You know he he found this company he did, before Star Wars was made, and he was talking to them, and they said, oh yeah, we could have you uh, work in the mailroom for the time being. And then maybe give you a job doing special effects, and he said, "No, I don't want to work in the mailroom." Oh, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Star Wars came out, and it was yeah, like his favorite thing. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to try it again for sure. But I, I have um, a hard time focusing on it when I watch something by myself, especially with yeah. the with the with an iPhone nearby. Like I have a hard time just like yeah, focusing yeah. on a stu- on a thick story. Like yeah, I got you. It's, it's funny. I mean, I don't want to. Harp on it because I do want to get back to Doom, but like Connor mentioned, I, I do love Star Wars a lot, and it, it's kind of funny to me because like I, I think the the popular opinion is that um like when the first Star Wars movie came out, it's like oh all this whiz bang action and like you know and like yeah it that's the thing it's not and like uh my uh my longtime partner recent fiance uh she, I've tried to get her into, fiance yes I've tried to get her into Star Wars or like we've watched Star Wars several times and like I. It's so funny to watch it with um, someone who doesn't have the perspective of, of like, growing up loving it, you know? Because, like, it feels like I kind of get to see it with fresh eyes. And I'm like, dude, episode four is boring. It is a boring-ass movie. It really is. That Um, that makes me feel a little better. Because I I just, like, maybe, you know. But that's – it's so (laughs) funny because I I think, like, it's – obviously the the impact it had on, like, the the cultural landscape. And and I want to bring that back to Dune. But, like – you know, I I think it's kind of created this this idea of what the movie is in our heads, and it is different from what the movie really is. And like, it's it's so weird to me to see like that dissonance because it, it feels like I can recognize that as a Star Wars fan. Like, I love the movie, and I'd say it's a, a great movie, but I don't think it's a interesting 
or engaging movie. Like the things that Star Wars is doing, yeah, you watch it in 1977, probably gonna blow your mind. You watch it today in 2021, what does it have to offer? It's a cultural artifact, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. That people just still love. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it at any rate. Yeah, that's maybe that's part of it is that with a lot of things, sometimes you have to see where, where it was at in, in history and see why it, you know, why it was different then. Sometimes yeah. looking at it, you know, and now is, is harder to under, understand like what, what people appreciate about it. Right. But we can, I, let's circle this back to Jodorowsky's Doom because part of what's interesting about it too, uh, some, of the, some of the people that they get to talk about uh, the movie and the documentary, they're like, what if, they're, they're kind of imagining this alternate history, right? They're like, what if Jodorowsky's Doom got made and it released before Star Wars? Because Star Wars is 77, and I think they're trying to make this movie, I don't know, like 75 or uh, yeah, just before. I, I think, yeah, I, they, they started things up in like 73 or 72, I think. Yeah, 72, and 73. So it's, it's, realistically, it would be out before Star right. Wars. And uh, I don't. It's even funny. Like the the movie that is widely considered to be the first blockbuster, Jaws, came out in '75, and um, it it really is funny to think like if Jodorowsky's Dune got made before Star Wars, before Jaws, like did you know? It, it, it's it's funny to think about. Like the the people are like, man, could it have been the first blockbuster? My takeaway after watching that documentary was, I don't care if that movie got made in 1965. I don't. Is that is that movie gonna crack people's heads open? I really don't know. Because I, I think I don't know if it would be a blockbuster because you know it was gonna be sixteen hours long. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> that's that's and exactly his, a. And like, a lot of his movies are. I, I wonder if it was gonna chance. look visually that like his other movies because a lot of them are just like you know totally make no sense. Yeah, you know, they're like, like stream very of yeah very like stream of consciousness. Um, I wonder if that's was that was his plan with this i don't know if it was just going to be more of a well definitely i mean I, I think definitely because uh i mean i do want to cover this you know not right now but it's not a straight adaptation of dune you know yeah, yeah. at all um and we'll talk about that we have to talk about that yeah yeah um but uh i i think there is a world where if he compromises a little bit on yeah. the runtime or makes it a multi-parter or i mean <laughs> studios were willing to give out more money you know money more more easily than they than, than they are now but i mean 12 16 hour movie is never in any universe happening in the no. 70s so if if maybe he made a three movie deal or compromised a little bit um then there, there, there is a, there is a world. There is a world though where this, this movie comes out before Star Wars. Okay, and yeah. that's the concept. Like that's my question. Like, does Jodorowsky's Dune change history if it comes out in seventy five? And I think it could. And, and 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 it wouldn't just be replacing Star Wars. It would set like cinema and our culture on like a totally different trajectory. Like it really, like it really would. Like Star Wars. I mean, has been replicated and bastardized and monetized and. Recycle just over and over and over and over again until now. It's like I mean, it's it seems to me the consensus is like it's a husk of itself, you know. And it's and I mean we wouldn't have Marvel movies without Star Wars. Um, I think that's all fair. And I mean, if this was a fucking hit and it was like a you know kind of more spiritual, philosophical um, kind of piece of art, you know, I I, I feel like there's there's potential there that you know maybe uh, 
we would have had more of that, you know, over the last uh, 40 years or whatever. Um, I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference, but it just just because because like culturally, Star Wars is is massively important. I can't think yeah. of any. I can't think of any other movie that is. It's without a doubt. It, it really does have the distinction. It is the biggest film franchise in history. There's yeah. nothing that is the second is yep. distant. Whatever yeah. it is, it's not close. No, and uh, and if if Dune it takes that mantle, or or knocks Star Wars off of it uh, at, at least, like mm-hmm. we we'd be. In a very very different reality, we really yeah, would be. Yeah, no, what I think, think I think great. you're right. I think that uh, Star Wars maybe like drove home that the blockbuster like American um, good versus evil, black and white kind of thing. Yeah, where maybe Jodorowsky's would be a little bit more like um, you know blurred. I don't know if that was more of like a Disney thing that really brought that into our culture is like this black and white way of looking at things, like the yeah. good guy and the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just. Uh, I would assume Jodorowsky's would be a little bit more nuanced than that. I, I mean, way more nuanced than than what we have in Star Wars. I mean, or, Star Wars is quite literally black yeah. and white, like yeah, there's a light, dark and there's light. A light side, like, there's yes, a dark side. Yeah. exactly. People are good and people are bad, yeah. and the universe dictates that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely extrapolating and reaching here, but like, I mean, like we live in a society where like. That's like the the mo is yeah. that we have good people and bad people and we right. we you know um, we hate the bad people but the good people are it's it just <laughs> I mean it, it it really is that that division is is it's such a um, it's 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 a barrier you know and uh, I mean I don't think a movie could could change all of that entirely but it just it's just kind of a you know like like a fun. Um, you know, uh, exercise to think of of like what that universe would be if uh, we yeah. didn't go down that path. You know, yeah, for sure. Especially because it's all the people involved in this. People would be people would be paying attention if Mick Jagger was in yeah. a movie. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got star power. It's got yeah. a lot of star power. <laughs> it really does. Like it's it's not just a you know um, esoteric like art indie art film like like it's it's got like there's massive stars attached hmm. and pink floyd that's the biggest band in the world I, at, yeah, at, sad. at I that time listen to pink floyd's dune right i know there. that's, that's the bad. biggest band in the world like yes people would pay attention people would absolutely <laughs> pay attention yeah um so man it's, it's, i think it would a, probably change it for the better because you said that marvel movies come from i have well, st- have spun off from star wars so. i i think there's i i, I you know there's not no, it's not it's not a sure. one-to-one but i do think that right, that there is an argument to be made like you said for uh for that star wars paved that 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 way for marvel movies which you know obviously marvel movies are a juggernaut and uh need to you know <laughs> crush them with with the force of uh yeah, it's tough. I mean, like, I, you know, thinking about, like, the, the way that Marvel obviously is, like, kind of the, the, the biggest force in, like, the film industry and, and how, um, like, stark in opposition Jodorowsky's Dune stands in it as an idea to that. It's like, I wonder if Jodorowsky's Dune even did get made. It's like, would his movie be bigger than, than the system, than, like, the, than the Hollywood machine that makes these things? Like, Jodorowsky's Dune could have been released and you know potentially either becomes like buried and forgotten or it is warped 
into something that he never wanted it to be either, like, uh, depending on how influential it becomes. Like, you know, we, we, we see the way that these forces can, can take works of art and, and turn them into to things or make them say things that they were never intended to. Um, if Jodorowsky's Dune really was going to change the world, it, it truly would have to change people's minds because I don't think it would change the system, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, the, the system was already in place by that point, and I don't think it would have been. I, I think it would have taken a, more of a movie to more than a movie to uh, reverse that. You know, I, I think it would have been co-opted and corporatized and all that good stuff. You know, well before it it really changed the world. Um, that, but you know, that's obviously an ambition that I really identify with. Yeah. Um, for good reason. I mean, it's yeah, it's. I mean, he thinks that he said he wanted it to affect people the same way LSD would affect. Yeah, the brain, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But without without taking, without LSD. taking LSD. Yeah. So that's right. you know, it's an ambitious idea on his part. That it probably is. couldn't be achieved. But I th I feel like um, just the attempt in trying to make something that uh, the, the just the 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 attempt of of trying to do that is. Uh, probably good you know probably Definitely. made it yeah it actually it raises the bar yeah, yeah. everybody the bar it makes me think like i i'm i'm definitely with you grady and i was talking with connor about this a little bit where it's like you know what what movie could be made that would affect people so viscerally but it's funny because it like most things today it makes me think about dune itself and i'll tell you why um because in dune there's this thing called the voice uh where um Essentially, if if you're if you're skilled enough, you can like pitch your voice in such a way that it, it kind of like mind controls people and it gets them to do whatever you want. Um, and you know, Frank Herbert kind of imagines this as like as this force to, you know, kind of to, to to bend people in your will and all that. And it's like, well, if if you take that idea, you know, if you can, if Herbert can imagine that you you take a certain frequency in your voice to get people to do something like. Is there some combination of like the visual auditory fusion? Like, could you have a certain subset of images and a, and a certain soundtrack and a, and a certain script where if people watched it, could it, could it make people think differently? And I mean, like, it, it's funny because I think Jodorowsky's ambition is so titanic that it, it sounds ludicrous, but it also makes me think of like how that happens every day like anytime we interact with a piece of art i think in some ways we're changed right like whether you realize it or not yeah like how definitely. many records i'm sure we've all listened to at, at some point in our life and you're, you get done listening to it and you just think holy fuck i've never listened to an album like that you are different afterwards something about that artwork does kind of change your consciousness you know um i i think jodorowsky was trying to accomplish that in a way that i i don't I don't know if anyone that I'm aware of has, has tried to do yeah, something I think on was, this scale. Yeah, I think I think pretty much any any uh, you know film will will do that to an extent, you know. But I th think he was trying to do something like way way out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what you said earlier today. It's like it might be achievable in thousands of years, but yeah. you know, certainly not today or in the seventies. Um. Yeah, and and it's. Nuts, I mean, because because when you say you know it's it's kind of more thinking of in like shades of gray than like the black and white kind of good versus evil that we have in in a lot of modern stories and movies. 
um, Dune itself, the real Dune book, uh, book series is is like much more nuanced than than like a Star Wars. Um, so there's aspects that I think Joe Dorowski got totally right, and I mean he he you know he's got a very kind of uh, um, obnoxious way of putting it, but like like he's he's very open about, about disrespecting the artwork and and taking liberties and that's awesome like i you know encourage him to take his own creative uh risks and 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 choices but uh we got to talk about diverging from the book we got to talk yeah, about all lots. the things and grady you haven't read the book yet i mean how we we want to tailor our conversation um depending on you know your spoiler um, yeah, you don't have to worry about any spoilers with me. I okay. don't. I don't mind spoilers. Okay. I you know I don't personally believe in spoilers. If somebody tells me how something ends, it doesn't ruin it for me. I I I I, 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 I agree with you on that. Yeah. This yeah. guy right here, he's uh, what they call <laughs> very, a spoiler phobe. Very spoiler phobic. He's yeah. a spoiler phobe. It's true. It's true. I wear that as a badge of honor, but I, I respect <laughs> the hell out of you, Grady. That's uh, yeah, and I imagine you know I just uh, I. I heard some. I can't remember who said this, but somebody was like, "You know how Moby Dick ends, but people still read the book." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I feel. I it doesn't ruin it for me. I knew how Sopranos ended. I just finished it. it didn't. Oh, nice. Didn't ruin yeah. it for me. I think. Um, I think the only scene in Sopranos that I've ever watched is the ending. Yeah, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, I, I gotta watch that because there, there's it's 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 having a little bit of a cultural moment for great things. Yeah, there does seem to be. Uh, I mean, not a reappraisal because people have always people loved have always Sopranos, loved it. Yeah, but, but definitely, it, it definitely kind of like something happened. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've never watched it either. Just for just for the record, but that's cool. Uh, oh, 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 the prequel movie came out. The prequel yeah. Sopranos movie came out, which I oh, heard yeah. was not they, great. They James Gandolfini's son. They did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see it. But yeah, some people like it. Some people don't. I don't. I haven't watched it. One day. But um, anyways, so. I mean, do you want to start, Connor? With I, with uh, there, there. I mean, it well, it, it bears off wi- wildly, wildly it, from the book. It does. I think first things first. Uh, just going off of your memory, Grady, because I know Jodorowsky's Dune doesn't really focus on the story of Dune. It focuses on obviously them trying to make this this movie. Um, but do you have any uh, thoughts on, I guess, like what what the story of Dune is that they present in that film? Uh no, I don't remember. No, okay. I don't remember anything about yeah. the the story really. I don't <laughs> really know. I don't. I can't. It wasn't I the fo- it wasn't I, the focus. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't tell you what it was about. Yeah. yeah. So, so please, I mean, feel free to, to fill me in. If... Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I I think. Uh, well, I yeah, I'm really not sure where to. I'm start sure, you that. guys might have covered this in another podcast though. I... Oh, the 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 story of Dune. We don't really talk a lot you about know. Dune on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's six books that Frank Herbert wrote, um, so we haven't. I mean, we talked about the movie that just came out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the the let's start from the beginning. Obviously, I mean, the character designs are really crazy and out there, and, and really not in line with what the characters look like in the book. That's fine, whatever. It's it's kind of a more uh, uh, you know stranger world. Um, the the first big thing that we see that is Insane um, is Duke Leto, who is Paul's father, uh, is castrated. Right, yeah, he's castrated. He gets all his. This was Jodorowsky. This yeah, is the, yeah, but this is not. That, in the does, book. So that doesn't happen. This no. does not happen. It sounds in the book. very Jodorowsky. Yeah, he was castrated by a bull. 
<laughs> is the story. And, you know, he falls in love with Jessica, who is in the book. That's Paul's mother. Um, they don't mention the Bene Gesserit, which she right, is. Right, right, right. And then they, he has to impregnate her with his blood. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember. The blood <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. turns into semen. He's going to have a, a shot or a scene where the blood goes into the vagina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and changes into semen and impregnates her. That's going to be a shot in the movie. I, I just want to mention. Makes okay. Sense. So, obviously, that. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but that is very different than how it happens in the book. I, I like it, though, because um, Joe Dorowski keeps having this idea of, like, the movie. Like, he, he, obviously, he, again, he wants to, like, change everything. He kind of wants the movie to be a prophet, he says, too. And, like, Paul is, like, this uh, this prophetical yeah. character. It's Immaculate Conception. Precisely, yeah. So, like, I, I think it's a change that, for as, as bizarre as it sounds when you explain it, makes, like, a lot of sense for, like, the, the myth that he was trying to, like, perpetuate, too, you know, and, and like, expose people. To. Right. I, I mean, I wouldn't call blood immaculate, but it's the same kind of idea. Um, I mean, it's not... <laughs> instead of, like, uh, water into wine, it's blood into semen. It's yeah. immaculate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. If you Fair could enough. do that, I'd Fair be, enough. I would have to concede. I'd be like, well, <laughs> yeah. I guess you're immaculate. Okay. So. Okay, that, that's... Yeah, so, I mean, it, it makes sense in his adaptation. You're right. Like, yeah. like he wants the movie to be an actual... You know, he wants the movie to be the Messiah, the the, the coming Messiah. Yes. And no, no pun intended. No, but yes. And oh, that was good. Go on. Um, and uh, Dune itself plays with those themes. It does, but it doesn't land in actually becoming a real Messiah. It's the very opposite of that, actually. How does a bull castrate uh, um, a, a boy, though? Like, does it like, like? I, um... I, I think the, the the idea is that it it was a. It, it was a bullfight, and, oh, okay, and the, it was an accident. The bull, oh. you know, slammed into. So his, it's not uh, a bull holding a pair. I was imagining a bull holding a pair of scissors. There's a, bull, like, there's a doctor, doctor bull. There's a little snip, snip. Yeah, uh, very, very safe, very common procedure. Yeah, ten thousand years from now, <laughs> so bulls have evolved as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, because um, there is a, there is a discussed bullfight in. The book, and even if you do watch Denis Villeneuve's uh, most recent film, they focus on like this bull statue and a and a bull head that they mount on their wall. And if you haven't read the book, you're like, "What's going on with this bull?" Yeah, I mean, the bullfight's but not if you in. Read the book, it's not in Dune, but it's it's an event that ha- part of the lore. Yeah, it's um, Paul's grandfather was killed in a bullfight, so that that's where it comes from. Um, but yeah, so that was the first really freaking bizarre thing. Um, that they changed. And the other thing, of course, is the ending. The ending's very different. Oh, yeah. You don't remember the... No, the no. Okay, so, like, in Jodorowsky's Dune, I figure we'll just skip to the end, because if we... If yeah. If we go through the whole thing, I'll be like, then this is different. Yeah. Brady, what do you think about this book you haven't read? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but, but the ending... Uh, he... Uh, Paul... Paul is killed, and then, like, his his soul spreads into like all the people on the the planet dune arrakis and there there's this moment where like oh they think they've killed paul and then like you know each character has a turn saying like i am paul and then this other person they all speak in his voice and uh you can't kill me i am paul there is a really famous (laughs) story like that it just makes me think of v for vendetta where it's like you can't kill an idea yeah that's not what i'm thinking of there's like this really famous i think it's like an ancient greek story where uh 
uh, like each each person claims to be this person, so like they can't be. Uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about? I, I can't I, think of what that's called. I mean, I, I I don't think it's a it's it's an original Jodo idea. But, no, uh, but at any rate, so that that all happens, and it's like, oh my god, Paul's really the Messiah, and then the entire desert planet of Dune is like magically terraformed into a into a green paradise, and the planet itself flies through the universe as if it's alive. And, spreads uh, those ideas and, spreads and that word. message across the universe. Yeah. So it's, um, it's kind of like and a very I mean, meta. it's yeah, and, and then you, you know, the audience in the watching the film would be like, "Well, I'm Paul, right? Wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fact, I'm Paul too." That's kind of amazing. My mind has yeah. been open. It is. It's it's an amazing ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't. It's it's. Uh, I mean, how does that stack up compared to other Jodorowsky endings like El Topo or? Uh, oh yeah, if it's like I mean. I think the end of Holy Mountain, um, like you just see the camera crew like filming the the mountain, and then that's like the end. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh yeah, okay. that's funny. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's pretty much um, pretty much on on brand. I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds like something he would do. Yeah. yeah, in in the actual book, Paul doesn't die, and Dune, so he <laughs> Dune is not magically terraformed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's it, it changes a huge part of the story. I mean, it 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 really. I mean, it it, it doesn't miss the point of Dune, but it changes it. It is very different. It changes the main theme of 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 Dune, and the I mean, the main theme of Dune really is, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of just a, a take on, yeah. It's it's the hero's journey, but dismantling it. So. It's like what Star Wars does and what all these, you know, famed classic literatures uh, do, but it's it's a it's a deconstruction of it, and um, it doesn't it, it's it's uh, it's it's about the pitfalls of that kind of thing. We see we see more of that in the the book that follows Dune. But uh, go ahead. Well, I just want to mention that's a really cool way of putting it, especially because you already mentioned uh, like Joseph Campbell here with a thousand faces. If you ever wanted to take uh, another crack at reading Dune, just like how like m you know maybe a, a different headspace could could make you think of Star Wars differently. I think thinking of Dune as like a a critique or like a, a dark version of 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 that circular hero's journey, um, you'd probably get a lot of like insight out of that because yeah. I, I do think it herbert's like also very consciously thinking about that and 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 probably very well is what made george lucas look into it in the first place so yeah like it, yeah it is kind of like that proto version which is pretty interesting yeah that's so I, cool. I dig that yeah yeah and i mean it's it's uh it's it's there but it's taken very literally by jodo and i mean i i, I thought it was very funny because frank herbert has said um you know on record like uh, uh, it, like the worst thing that can happen to a people is them falling into the hands of a charismatic leader, you know, <laughs> and a hero. I think he even says <laughs> hero, charismatic hero. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. yeah, and and um, then right away you see Jodo, and and he's, I mean, it's like a cult that he wrinkles up. It's like the it cult is, of yeah. Dune, the film, <laughs> and and he is this charismatic leader that is is making them do crazy, absurd things yeah. in the name of changing the world. And it's like. You know, alarm bells go off in your head. It's like, yeah, this that's is, a this red is, flag. This is a red flag. This is kind of what Frank Herbert was warning about. It's kind of <laughs> ironic that uh, that 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 this is uh, another you know. perfect reason for him to do it, though. It's like, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely. And, and I, I mean, 
it's kind of funny though because like the documentary itself it's a parallel to, to, to Dune because he, he fails in his mission to to change the world and he suffers the consequences of you know his own hubris and uh, uh, I mean so in that way the documentary is closer to Dune than his adaptation would have been yeah, you know, it's like everyone you 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 finish watching the documentary, you hit that power button, you shut it off, and you go, "I am Joe Dorowski." Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I meant the documentary is closer to the book, dude. No, no, no. Than I his adaptation, you. but yeah. but that still would be funny. Um, yeah. So I I I, I don't know. It's it's um it, it would be wildly different. What what do you think would I mean? Do you think the the allure of Dune would have changed if this if th- this uh, movie came out. Um, Perception of it would have changed. I mean, definitely, definitely. I think it would make Dune, in some ways, it it could make it even more, uh, like niche. Really, yeah. like, You know, I I can't imagine. Yeah. Like we mentioned, like this movie's not going to be like a breakthrough into the into the mainstream and that that's why it's so interesting i think to compare it to star wars like i think dune fans are usually so quick to be like george lucas stole everything and this and that and like and if only dune came out first we would have dune instead of star wars and it's like the reason that star wars works and and is so incredibly popular as it is is because it is the simplified version if you take all the nuances and and interesting caveats of dune then you don't get Star Wars anymore. You have you have changed it. Like yeah, I, I don't think I think Dune kind of defies. Well, I don't know. Like I, I thought Dune kind of defied the same mainstream appraisal. This new movie kind of I guess really begs the question. I I and, and I think uh, shows that that's not true. But it's very interesting for me to like see that turnaround. Especially like I'm a new Dune fan. It's not like I have loved it my whole life. Like I, I'm no no expert necessarily but uh yeah it's it's all very bizarre one thing that i wanted to say uh, i guess this is a good time is like people say people talk about like the first time they saw star wars in the movie theater you know if it was a, a new hope or if it was one of the prequels you know they say oh that was a life-changing moment that uh, you know I, i'm a fan for life it, it changed how i look at you know cinema and stories and whatever it just like changed something inside of them i i i do i've been thinking about this a lot I do think that happened to me with this new Dune movie, and that's why I, I've seen it five times. Wow. You've seen cool. the new Dune seen the movie, movie five times? Yeah, I saw it five times yeah. in theater. Um, <laughs> well, four times in theater. One, one the theater IMAX? Um, twice in IMAX. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it, uh, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it is something special. So I, so I think that does, that does test the... Um, the, the long believed theory that oh you can never make Dune a movie which I think I think Joe Dorowski himself is I mean or the story of his folly is kind of the reason that that myth has persisted for so long in the disaster that David Lynch's movie became yeah um, so yeah it, it, I, I think that is really funny um, yeah um, I don't know do you have, do you have, are are we are there any other huge inconsistencies with the adaptations? What do you mean? I mean Joe Dorowski's adaptation in the book. There, I there definitely are, but uh, I can't think of I I can't think of anything as big as the two that we've. No, talked I about, think those are know. good ones to cover. 
I want to bring Grady back in here because I, I think we've been. Uh, oh, he's he's enraptured by us. I, I, I absolutely am. Deep Dune yeah. lore. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna run home and, and crack yeah. open the book. <laughs> um, but I yeah, I'm not. I don't know uh, what what I want to pinpoint here. I was wondering, is there anything like we haven't touched on that that you want to discuss, or like other thoughts that you have on on the documentary or Dune in I don't, general? I don't think so. What kind of what you were saying, like uh, on how. You know, it probably would have been more of a niche thing. I, I think I agree with that. That um, Star Wars is like a, for most people, easy to di- easier to digest, um, like concept. I, I and, and nobody, you don't really hear a lot of people. Uh, you do hear a lot of people talking about Jodorowsky's movies, but not like you know, my parents have never heard of it. Yeah. Or you know, there's, there, he's not like a household name. The mo- his movies are kind of, um, you know, they're not part of the cult you know the the cultural zeitgeist at least here in america and i feel like it's just not it just wasn't like um you know easy to sell to the public it was just like it was going to be like a weird thing and not even really an adaptation of dune it sounds like oh no i mean it's gonna be its own thing like how, how how i thought about it last night was like i mean in a way i'm happy it wasn't made because i don't think we would have gotten this dune I don't know if we would have read Dune even if if this was the uh, the primary you know version of it, but because I think it would have been an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I think it, w- it would have been absolutely incredible, but it just it would not have been Dune. It would have been something else, which he he knows and he he's aware of, and that's fine. I I, I would have loved it for what it was, um, but it wouldn't have been Dune. And also, I do agree. Like, if it we we're talking about if it was made, and what would it become this big blockbuster that would take down Star Wars and be be the new Star Wars and change the world? You know, I think that is ambitious and very unlikely to ever happen in any world. Um, but um, I think if it was put out and it, and it did follow his vision, it it would become something kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that, where. There, there would be a, a a pretty sizable cult following, and people would would watch it in theaters as kind of tra- tradition, you know. Yeah, I can see that every sure. year, and 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 it would be kind of a fun marathon. If it if it's a twelve hour film, like that's kind of like a fun thing to do every once in a while, you know, like every few years or whatever. It's I'm gonna go watch Jodo's Dune, and it's gonna be twelve hours at the at the movies, and it's, yeah, they you know. serve you dinner and drinks. Yeah, and I mean, whatever. It, it could be a whole thing, like. Yeah. like you know, I could see that that kind of thing happening, but um, come dressed up in crazy costumes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It it would definitely take on a life of its own. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another world. You know. Yeah. I the one thing I do. You were like, oh, I don't know if we would have read Dune. I mean, maybe not, because who knows how this changes the timeline. But like, I could I could also just as much see like when we first started reading Dune, him and I were like, oh, I can't wait. You know, we're gonna read Dune, and then when we're done reading Dune, we watched the Lynch film, like. Imagine if at the end of that road was Jodorowsky's Dune instead, and it's like, have you heard of this film? It's a fucking twelve-hour like mind. Yeah, this is the most insane like, <laughs> experience. Uh, I I think it, like you said, it, it's it's not going to tell the the story of the book, but it would be uh, probably like a, a very like especially in like film circles probably something that was like discussed with with a, yeah. a very like hushed reverence like I think so and and like you were saying Grady um you know like Jodorowsky it's not it's not like he's a a, a huge household name in America and 
you know, for what it's worth, I had only ever heard the name in relation to Dune. You know, I'm not uh, a film buff by any stretch. Um, but one thing that, that did come through clearly in the documentary is, like, Jodorowsky was not, like, just some guy that they got to helm this film. Like, Jodorowsky uh, was was established. He was the real deal. He made millions of dollars with El yeah. Topo, with the Holy Mountain. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so, like, as bonkers as he is, like, he, he also had a, a name for himself in cinema. Um, and so I, I think it would it would probably be like a, a kind of like Jodorowsky Bible to watch this film if it ever was made. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're right, yeah. Yeah. You said that the book is now for auction? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, shit, right? Yep, last week, uh, well, we, we were Googling it after the movie last night, um, and we found that it was put up for auction um, last Monday, which is hilarious because we we, we, the, the same thing that you were saying Connor was like well why isn't it mass distributed like why can't you just buy this it yeah. makes so much money for people or whatever um, and, and and yeah I think it's auctioned and it's 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 gonna uh, estimate it to go for what was it oh uh, like thousand thirty thousand dollars something like that I, but the thing is I mean with auctions really obviously who knows you know could go way, someone yeah, wants way that higher. bad enough they could drop 200k on that why yeah, not I know um, yeah people will and go they own that. the rights to it if they if you buy it uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I think it's more just a copy of the. I think it's a copy book. of the book. I, 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 not, not yeah, not. I, I, I believe that Jodo's estate owns the rights to the movie. Yeah. Um, I would assume. So unfortunately, like when he dies, yeah. If one of the family members has dollar signs in their eyes, you know, we could be seeing an adaptation. <laughs> we could yeah. be seeing a Netflix series or something like that. But um. But yeah, the book itself, it it's because there, there's I think there's 20 copies in existence, and I mean I don't know how many are accounted for yeah. right now because you know they gave them to every studio that they pitched the movie to, so all the major studios in Hollywood at that time in the 70s had a copy, and where they went from there, um, Would who you knows? Be, uh, interested in getting your hands on the book, Grady? Um, not for thirty thousand dollars, but I mean, yeah, like, I'm willing to cough up my. Yeah, I'm willing to cough up <laughs> my entire life savings. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I, have that know, much actually in life savings. If we, if okay, we all contribute, for that. if if we, I mean, I have hundreds all, of dollars right now. I'm yeah, my bank literally, hundreds, I have literally hundreds of dollars we get right now. Kind of close, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. We we can we can at least make a bid for it. You we know? could, yeah, yeah. And, and just like we're, you guys gonna set up a Kickstarter? We could do that. That's a good idea. Purchase it and just promise promise everyone a PDF. Actually, that's 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 brilliant. Actually, you're right. I love that idea. No, we're we're gonna offer them an NFT. (laughs) (laughs) Per page, each page will be its own NFT. Yes, each page will be a separate NFT. We're gonna dress up a fucking monkey with uh, (laughs) his hair and there's yeah, there's gonna be a cartoon, a cartoon lion um, blocking the text on 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 every page, but (laughs) but you can get the receipt saying that you could look at it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 no, I mean, I I think it would be incredible to have that accessible. It'd be very, it would be awesome to, to look through. Um, there's definitely a reason I think why he doesn't just do that because you know, you think that 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 there has to be at least a few people that brought that up to him saying, hey, you could sell this, you can make would, a lot he, of money. Yeah, people would love it. People would would absolutely adore it. Um, so you you know, I think he's keeping it close to his chest for a reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, never say never. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you would think that. I I thought what was interesting about it the the fact that, right, like it's not it's not mass marketed or, or published, um, 
because like really the main argument of course is like Jodorowsky if you did this you would get a ton of money for it we see through the course of the documentary that you know at, at least according to him that that is not his uh, not not his right. goal it's, not yeah, his interest that's... Um, and that seems to ring pretty true of course um it's also easy to say that when you have like a lot of money, though. Well, too. right, yeah, right. No, I mean like, he's obviously sh- done well for himself. I, I think he's like okay, um, but like that—that that kind of is. I, I think there's a. I don't know. I guess a kind of tension there too, because it's like, does, I don't know. Does the book um, have like less less artistic value if if it were published? Like, is that his mindset? Do you think like I, I don't yeah. know I don't know what it loses necessarily is that do you have any thoughts on that or or maybe even thoughts yeah, on what may, I don't know his maybe it's are? just maybe just keeping it a keeping it under wraps keeping it a mystery just makes it a better more legendary story yeah as opposed to the documentary shows a lot of it already mm-hmm. maybe it just ruins some of the uh, the mythology behind it you know maybe the, maybe the so. idea of it is better than than actually looking at the book would be. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe, I could see that as well. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's it's uh, the 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 myth certainly adds value, you know, especially I mean over decades, you know that that it's been built up. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely a part of it. Um, I know that the director Harmony Corrine has like a film that he made, um, and he actually I think he made it with David Blaine was somehow involved with wow, it, was, okay. it was called fight harm uh-huh. and he was it was a full-length movie where he was starting fights and getting beat up by people in public he nice. was picking fights with people nice. in public and then getting beat up okay and it was his big vision for this being this is going to be this big the next great american comedy movie he said it was going to be like slapstick pushed to the extreme okay and he shot it and then put it in the can and he said something like yeah you know the the story of it is better than an, the actual footage oh. the story wow. of, of him trying to make this movie with david blaine is more <laughs> legendary than yeah. i'm i'm sure that's seeing, true in that case you know, <laughs> i am positive that <laughs> yeah. that is true that's a very different uh there's not as much uh vision behind that concept yeah than uh dune but that was something that came to mind just uh having you know just having it be this story like i feel like he's the type of person that likes to have this uh illusion of you know this big this big film that he tried to make and you know having having the book becomes more valuable yeah i i I think you're totally right and it makes me think because i mean dune uh a lot of it is about like myth making and like over the course of centuries, you know, uh, like like the the events in the first book are it's all mythologized. When you get to the sixth book, it's it's you know thousands and thousands and thousands of years in the future, and um, everything is is mythologized. No one, you know, really, I mean, uh, you know, r- religions are built in fall, and and um, it, so it, it's just kind of interesting, kind of in 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 that way again comparing the documentary or the myth of of Jodo's Dune to the actual text yeah um it it, it becomes a, a you know a legend and a story and uh yeah you're right there's some definite parallels there yeah um and and it's kind of interesting though cuz like i mean i feel like a lot of our artistic types are they don't really think about their their 
you know the the myths they build or the legend they build they they want to make the the work they want to do the work and I, I think i think that's right with with him but it's it's uh interesting that that he's he's okay with letting this just just be you know a story and not come into reality um yeah i think that's that's kind of what i was dancing around when it was like well why why don't they make the animated film but it could very well be like Brady was mentioning, like this David Blaine movie or whatever, you know, it, not only did they have a book for it, you know, they shot it, they had footage. And they're like, uh, nah. I mean, like, imagine the documentary of Jodorowsky's Dune if they actually did get to shoot the movie, but then Jodorowsky was like, this isn't my dream. This didn't come out the way that I wanted it to, and yeah. we're just going to can it anyways. Like, they might not have been able to make it even if the studio did give them the go-ahead. That's a really good point. You're right. I yeah. like the whole story of it, too. I like the... the f- the documentary maybe more than I would actually enjoy watching the film. The, the, this, yeah, the story of him doing this got me really juiced up. Like I totally. felt like, I felt like really inspired by it. And oh, me too. Just the, the somebody attempting something impossible and not quite making it, yeah. but almost getting there. That's, yeah. that's what I always cool. want to do. Like and that's it's not perceived as a failure either. Yeah. Never is yeah. it like framed where it's like, yeah, but they all fucked up and they were stupid for trying. Yeah. Like, no, you're, it's yeah, beautiful you're right. that they it tried. Is. It's better than, it is. than just having the idea and just saying, oh, well, that's not going to work. They like, you know, really tried something that was already impossible to begin with pretty much. And yeah. they got pretty close and did, did something with it. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, like the, the, the ambition and creativity uh, really, really inspires me as like um, somebody who just does a million projects all the time um like i i I really identify with like just go like shooting for the stars you know and and being super ambitious and um even if you know you can't achieve it just like you know i like what what he says about just trying it just like always trying it because you know the world needs that's how i felt too i thought i thought well i shouldn't be you know, even if it's unrealistic, you should be always shooting for something that's unattainable. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you'll at least get somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll have something to show for it, and also like if if it doesn't ever reach a stage that you can like put out, like even if you don't end up with like the myth of Jodorowsky's Dune, you like still have like a good story with your friends that like yeah. you know that that you're I feel that like you're working there, on there's, this thing with. There's something to be with to motivation having that motivation of of doing something more ambitious. It pushes you to like do more. Yeah, totally. absolutely. Yeah, no. I, so I, it's, I, a, it's a good philosophy. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I feel like I, in the I've, art world. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in all aspects, but especially with yeah, art, of course. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's it's something I've always kind of like uh, thought, but it's like having it expressed like that it was was cool. Um, I've always really liked these types of documentaries too. The other one uh, is um, Burden of Dreams. Werner documentary about Werner Herzog making okay. a movie that did end up getting made but it was it's like um he made it in the jung- in a jungle I can't remember where it was made but it's a documentary about Werner Herzog making the movie Fitzcarraldo and uh it's an extremely ambitious movie and it's like a total disaster <laughs> and he's using native um people that lived in the jungle to mm. as his film crew oh, and wow. they were fi- there's a lot going on i can't i saw it a long time ago so i can't remember the specifics but mm. that was another that was another one extremely ambitious and that did end up getting made but it's not quite the on the same level as <laughs> yeah. it was a little yeah, bit. yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'll have to look that up because I'm. I mean, I'm. I I love those kinds of documentaries too. Like I love. Um, there's like the Art Life with David Lynch. I think. Or, oh yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's a great one. That's too. so good. Um, yeah, j- just like these these. I mean, I guess you'd call them like auteurs or however you pronounce that word. You got it. You got All it. All right, thanks. Yeah. Um, well done. <laughs> it's like he makes fun of me like really badly. Like, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I we have we have fun mis- though. We have pronounced words. <laughs> um, yeah, just just like those kinds of people are are infinitely fascinating to me. Um, and uh, yeah, Jodorowsky is for sure one of the great artists. I think. It it's funny just to I, um, bring it bring it back around a, a, one more time here. Um, because it sounds like these two schools of thought in a way where it's like shooting for the stars, you know, to, to make something that could be impossible or unattainable and, and not having it be made or like settling in a way. Being like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll make something mediocre, but it'll, it will exist. People can see it, you know. It's like I, I think that kind of is epitomized between Jodorowsky and n- not as a criticism toward it and David Lynch with the with the two Dune films, the one that is real in our real world and you can watch it, and the one that does not exist, you know. And yeah, it I think it kind of like forces a, a question to be asked where it's like, well, which which one is you know better is not the right word to apply to it when when we're talking about like art like this, but for the sake of the conversation, I think the question kind of is, which is better? Is it better to not be able to realize your vision, but to try and make it, or uh, to to have to make these compromises that um, dilute your vision, but it it does exist. David Lynch did make Dune, you know? Um, of course, there's not an answer to that question, but I, right. I, I do think Jodorowsky's Dune, the documentary, Kind of does leave you begging that question too, and it, it's very interesting to consider um, when thinking about you know the creation of art and all the things that go into it. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, I, it's it's tough. Like I, I think there's space for both. Like as somebody who like makes things, like I feel like um, I would always say like the thing that is made is better than the thing that is not made. Like I like I I prefer like actually making things than than just thinking about them, you know? And I mean, putting work in and then not doing the thing, like I would always, always, always say that, like even if it doesn't end up as good as you wanted it to be or, you know, fitting your exact vision, um, I, I I would always prefer to see it through to the end. But um, but I think there's also, there there's also room for, for, for myths and, and um, you know, things that aren't completed too because they're not, you know, they're not wasted. Like the ideas aren't just sitting on a shelf. Like they, they, like, like we talked about earlier, they peek through into other things. And Jodo put these ideas into graphic novels and other movies and stuff. And so, I think that's like an admirable way to do it as an artist too. Like, you know, I, I don't think, you know, either way, I don't think you sacrifice those, those ideas. You know, I think I, I think I think you still save them for for something more appropriate. Oh yeah. Um, do you want to add anything onto that, Grady? How do you feel? I, 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 don't I don't think so. I don't think it's an either or. Like, no, no, just just a, like I'm saying, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's a. I think they did everything on their they 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 really did everything on their part, but the f- film industry is so collaborative, and they needed that money from them. Yep. And yep. the um, and I you know the 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 suits, as you said, um, I don't think that they, like, that's that's like, they couldn't 
they couldn't like invest in that. You know, it's like no, no, it just it, doesn't. It didn't make sense. It, I think no. they interviewed a guy who was in a one of the producers, and he was just like, yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, was it the guy from uh, Star Wars? Produ- it, yeah, that, in that fact, Star it is uh, Gary yeah. Kurtz, who was yeah, the producer yeah. for Star Wars. Yeah, it it's funny because like as you know, an an artist and and someone who who you know loves art. Uh, not to say Gary Kurtz doesn't, of course, but like he told me he hates art. Yeah, he fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's so funny because it's like, it, you know, there there's such a strong part of me that's like, ah, oh, you know, make you have to follow through on the vision and make yeah, the art. And yeah. Gary Kurtz is like just like such a realist. He's like, no one, no one's going to. No one would have done that. You literally yeah. cannot make this film. And I feel like I just have to concede. It's like, yeah, I mean, it it's true, right? Like at a certain <laughs> point, like. You know, especially when you bring so many people on to make one singular thing, it's like, I, you know, I, there are asks that are going to be too big. And it, it's so funny because it, I think it's easy to be like, oh, you know, the corporate fat cats just don't get it. And most of the time they don't. They fucking suck, of course. But it's so funny to just see Gary Kurtz just calmly being like, it is, could not have happened. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, you know, you're probably right. Like, who, why, how could you? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a movie that like they if if they gave them enough money to actually make the movie that they wanted to make like and it flopped like the studio would would not exist anymore. No, like, yeah, like that's it, true. it would just I, I think it's just there. like a totally. it's it was it was like an all or nothing kind of thing and like they of course they're not going to take that risk. And then he, I mean for like normal directors or whatever like that would not that's part of the compromise like that's part of the the deal is you negotiate and and you make changes on both sides or whatever but you know Jodo just wasn't willing to do that at all yeah, which he's is not going to play ball no which is fine but um if if they offer less money and he had to change his movie i mean it could have been made but um but it wouldn't have been Jodorowsky's doing. No. And in in that way, I think the I think it's I think it it, it happened how it was meant to be. Yeah. Um. Because because what we, we we would see on film wouldn't have been actually Jodorowsky's doing. It would have. And it, I like the the fact that the documentary was made because you don't really hear about these things very much. No. This was a you know a really fascinating story, but I'm sure that this type of thing happens all the time where you know somebody has a show then they they even sh- film everything for mm-hmm. it and then it just doesn't get released yeah, or something the there's still the probably tons of stuff in the can yeah for sure uh this probably happens all the time but you yeah. don't really hear about it no no I mean, it's it's a common thing and i, I mean like i i think it's funny I, I was this is a little bit unrelated but i guess tangential is the word for it but um like Sitcoms like there, there, there's a couple of, of sitcoms like from the '90s or early 2000s that like they were you know commissioned for like a, a six episode run or whatever, and then they get through like two episodes and the studio is like this isn't gonna work we we're not gonna renew you guys but you guys and and, and we're not gonna air the last like three episodes or whatever but you have to make them because you're contract you're, you're contracted to it so there's gonna be made and then sit in a you know on a shelf <laughs> and so. There's two examples. I forget the the names of the the shows, but um, the writers kind of like had a heyday and like took the t- took the show down like a really dark turn. Where like the, the the main character who was like meant to be this like like lovable sitcom like dad or something ended up being like a serial killer. Yeah. And they, they just like shifted <laughs> and directions. Never, it never got it, released. And, yeah, yeah. then no one's seen it. Like so, <laughs> it's it just it's just kind of like a weird like Hollywood's really freaking weird, you know, like um, in a lot of ways. But I think that's that's the 
things that never get you know made or never see the light of day are, are some of the most interesting um, pieces of art. You know, just because yeah, you can only use your imagination to right, to, right. To, you know, see see them through. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. That kind of is. I I, I think the the last thing I want to mention yeah. really is like t talking about that about like you know the the ways that like things don't get made and 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 also like being um you know kind of grateful or uh, you know interested that that this documentary at least exists it, it sort of is like as as close as like we'll probably get to Jodorowsky's Dune it, it does kind of feel like by the time you're done watching it and I, I do think that there are parts in the documentary that are like really um lovingly crafted uh they're they're shot in a way that um uh, you wouldn't always see in a documentary because they try to shoot it like the the film that's described. And uh, there's this one mention that uh, he would open it with a long shot, and they I don't just that. they oh, don't yeah, just I tell you that it's going to open with a long shot. They literally make the long shot out of the story. Yeah, they, they show you what it what it would look like. Right. That's incredible. Yeah, that, that's I, an incredible moment. I couldn't help but thinking, you know, while watching that, like, you know, well, is this not Jodorowsky's Dune? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, they they kind of do. I mean, like we've been saying, like th those ideas scatter off and become other things, and and the documentary itself is like partly a realization of the film. It's it's funny how many pieces it's splintered into. Um, but I, I think you're absolutely right, Connor and and Grady, like that 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 this documentary, you know, at the at the very least, um, is kind of able to like encapsulate some part of it and, and immortalize some part of like this weird moment in like art history where all these forces came together and then it it wasn't able to culminate in, in, in what they intended but like um, but it was not a loss and like this this documentary is a very cool testament to that so um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I really dig that well said yeah I mean I think we we, we covered the brunt of this monster, obviously, it's 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 a yeah. huge thing. So we it we, would be impossible to cover all the all all the weird little intricacies in this in this crazy story. Um, we truly could talk for hours about. We it. could, and in fact, there are hours of recorded uh, content of us talking about Dune. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, so it's not like we had like a five-hour podcast about the movie. No, anything. we didn't record a five-hour podcast about the new <laughs> yeah. movie. We wouldn't do that. Is there is there anything else uh, you might like to mention, Grady? Any any closing thoughts on? Well, I just noticed the one thing is we have this theme about what what would happen if this was made. Yes, it's like this kind of uh, butterfly effect uh, theme that we're talking about. Well, yeah. I've been thinking about this the whole time, and you know, me sitting here with you guys right now, yeah, resulted from one day I was at work, I was at the office. Mm -hmm. And there was a show that I wanted to go to in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, I was just sitting at my desk, and I just said, fuck this. I'm, oh. I got up out of work mid, you know, while I was clocked in. I got up, wow. got in my car, and I got in, I got, I started driving to Philadelphia. I was going to see, um, like, this uh, comedy performance of this uh, video maker. Actually, who has since passed away, so R.I.P., uh, Pipus. Okay. Amazing, okay. amazing video creator. I said, yeah. I'm going to go to this fucking show. I'm, yeah. I, 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 I had to work that day. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. I was just like, I'm fucking done. I, I just had this like fucking Darth Vader moment or yeah, something. Yeah. I was just, yeah. you know, even though I oh, talked yeah, about oh, Star yeah. Wars. Very and, familiar, yes. <laughs> ever heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Dark Vader? I just had this moment where I, yeah. I said, and, and, I, and I still work for the same employer, so I... I don't think they're listening this far, well, but, probably not. but uh, no one's listening. I just said, record, I just so. said, I said, fuck this. I'm going, I'm f fuck my job. I don't care if I get fired. Yeah, I got yeah. up, I walked out, I get, I get in, it was a Friday. 
I get in my car and I'm like driving there and then I kind of come to my senses and I'm like, I'm not driving to Philly right now. <laughs> yeah. I turn around. I'm driving past. I'm driving down. I'm driving back. I lived in New Haven at the time. I'm driving uh -huh. back down Route 10. Yeah. For no reason, I pulled into a pool parking lot, <laughs> Bartlam Park. I get out and I said, hey, what's uh, what's the deal with like, uh, get, you know, getting a, a membership at this pool? Oh, Never man, been yeah. a swimmer in my life. Yeah. And here you are reading Dune. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I hadn't just snapped at my job, I wouldn't uh -huh. be sitting here right now. It never happened. You're absolutely right. So you never know what yeah. the hell could right. change the future. Yeah. And that's really trippy. It, it is. It, is. <laughs> it absolutely and is. Jesus. If Jodorowsky's Dune had been made, that moment may not have happened. Because, I mean, partly what, what the link was when you were talking about Dune was the fact that you had seen Jodorowsky's documentary. I mean, had yeah. the film been made... Does that moment happen even? You know, I know. Like, yeah. we, and I might have here? not even said anything to you that day because I was in this. I was like, I had this like mental snap moment, yeah. and, yeah. and at yeah. that point, I had kind of come to my senses, but I had kind of not been. I, you know, I, I'm not usually that talkative with uh, yeah. people that in that way. I think that's something I was just wow. kind of in a different state of mind. Yeah. And what are the odds that you are one of like two Dagwood fans? Too? I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like, what the hell? Like that, yeah. that yeah. is a trippy, that is kind of trippy when you think about it. It, it. It's, it is, it's super trippy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super trippy. I, I was like, I, I remember I texted you after it happened too. I was like, yeah. I think, I think yeah. the guy from Dagwood uh, was just in, at the pool. It's so funny yeah. that we would be like, just the fact that you even would text and be like, Grady was here and it's like, what? Grady, no fucking way! <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 because, like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just, that's that's just it's just kind of weird when you think about it. And I'm just sitting here doing a, doing a Dune podcast, and yeah. now I think I'm gonna have to go get a copy of Dune and crack yeah. that Holy open. Now, yeah. now I'm gonna be, it's gonna come full circle. If yeah, Dune, and I'm gonna get a you. membership at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, well, I mean, I'm gonna start swimming too. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go. Are ask you a swimmer? Gonna go ask for my little job back. Are you? Um, uh, were you? A no, no, no. You no, just, I, you just I needed just, a gig. I needed yeah. a gig. I, you know, I've been. I did. I've been doing front desk work for like seven years, and I did mostly hotels. And so I. Well, it sounds pretty nice. You can read. Can you read at your new job? No. So no. Um, the, I, I went from that job, and that was nice, and I, I could read. It was it was awesome, but it, they they were only offering me like part time. So I, I I needed obviously like something more so, to sustain myself. Um, yeah, I got a question though about Dune. Like, what about audiobook form? Is that acceptable, or does it totally, need to be read? Yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm in the car for about an hour every day, um, maybe two hours. Actually, yeah, I got about a forty minute commute um, yeah. most days. So, uh, I've heard good things about the audiobook. Version yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think um, you know if if you want uh, you know the blessing of the Dune dudes, the dudes of Dune, then um, you know this is it, Grady. All right, yeah, yeah I needed you guys to accept. You know. I, yeah. Oh, it counts. I, it counts, I right? It into Dude Nation. I understand. No, of course, of course. It would be uh, the the thing is, is like there, there's no there's no gatekeeping or whatever. It's like any way. There's no wrong way to try to get into Dune, you know. And so, if uh, you want to check out the audiobook, I, I hope you do. That'd be awesome. All right, I got a credit on Audible. I think I might have to go I for might it. Have to get in, so, get into this. Plus, and I mean, like two hours a day, you'd probably get through it pretty quick. Honestly. You would. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's something where it's like. You're gonna go go into it and like you're not gonna understand a lot of things. That's what he said. He said you yes. don't know what's going on. Yeah, in you're Dune. not gonna understand a lot of things. You have to push through it. Yeah, and because it you you pick up contextual. Well, I'm good clues at that. Throughout. Not understanding. Yeah, well, we're we're great at that. We're some, 
People say that we're the best, actually, yeah. at <laughs> not understanding things. What did we say at the beginning? Even uh, two idiots can Two uh, idiots can, you. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do that, and we will absolutely have you on another uh, episode of Doing yeah. News, and we'll talk about the actual thing. We, we'd, yeah, we'd we'll love to do to, that. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, you have my word right now. I'm going to dive in, and we're going to talk about it again. Wow. Hell yeah! Oh. Well, it's we're on the record. Grady. It's on the Sorry, record. So no, yes, there's no going back. So if this is gavel is banged. Yeah, yep. gavel is banged. <laughs> there was uh, another show that I was watching where the main character it was a it was a show called Togetherness, and the main character was obsessed with reading Dune. Oh yeah. And I when I saw that I thought I should check out Dune. You know, it's like seems <laughs> yeah. like it seems like it would be up my. It was the guy from. Um, can't remember he was a director that i like but he yeah. uh he was he was talking about dune a lot and i said oh if this guy likes it i probably like yeah it. yeah no i mean it's 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 way more than just a sci-fi story and that's um, that's was always my uh my feeling from it was that yeah. it was uh i like i do like some sci-fi stuff but mostly i like weird weird stuff yeah and yeah that seems yeah. seems pretty weird that's the thing like and i think that's one of the big differences with like star wars and and dune like not to sell star wars short because again i do love it but i think a lot of the appeal is like there's lasers you know there's there's lightsabers there's spaceships there's fast action dune is a science fiction story set in a crazy future universe it is not about the technology Dune is not about lasers, and it's not about spaceships. It has those things, but it doesn't even care. It is so dismissive of those, uh, like, standard sci-fi technologies, it's, it's like, almost resentful. Like, Herbert just doesn't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> like, he, I, I don't... Sometimes I'm not even sure why he made a sci-fi story, because it's, like, <laughs> you know... I, I think uh, it's, it's less about it being a, a sci-fi story in the genre sense... More about what would humanity actually look like yeah. ten thousand years in the plus in the future. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. and I think you have to, you know, do you a little extrapolate you the other to, things exact, to get there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, so do, I think I think, that, I think it's more of that, and it's um. And it's not to be so dismissive. Like, of course, he does use spaceships and he does yeah. use shields, and like it's there. But like that that I think that is the thing, and and I think that's why Dune will work for you because like it's not it's not about getting bogged down in the details, and it's like I don't. I don't no. get how this sci-fi shit works. It's like that's not what Dune is about. Uh, yeah, so, um, honestly, it's. I think it'll click. It's about like making you think about like really big concepts and like that's the kind of stuff that I like. Yeah, yeah and, and like totally different ways than you would have ever thought about them before. And I mean, it's it's like I've been mean, talking about like art that like opens your mind and stuff. Like yeah, like the Dune series absolutely has made me think of of everything in a totally different way. Um, and and for that, like I I think. I, I thank Frank Herbert for that. Totally. You know, we, we say like, you know, people say, oh, it's an allegory against the white savior trope or whatever, or, or it's a white savior story. Like, you know, neither side is like right or wrong, really. It's, it's, you know, he's, he's giving you like a set of things that happen and these, all these ideas and he's not telling you what to, what, uh, which way to think, but he's telling you, but it makes but, you think, but it makes you think exactly. And, and, and that's, that's the best, uh, that's, that's the best. always the best art forms is that absolutely. That's how, you know, there's a good, you know, when people start trying to pick apart your, the story and find all these, you know, conspiracy theories or things like that, little yeah. themes, you know, like yeah. the uh, Stanley Kubrick movie about all the room 230 what whatever that's called there's a you know they think yeah. that there's all these that's how you know it's you're on the right track absolutely people are people are finding these little 
these I, yep. little con- theories about about your, your yeah work. They're, they're they're thinking about it themselves and and, and putting right. brain power in. I, I could not agree with you more I think that's absolutely what um, Dune does yeah and it's funny too like the way that we've been saying like Jodorowsky's Dune has has splintered into all these things like you know Herbert obviously got to complete well nearly uh, but if we're talking about just the first Dune book itself you know he was able to complete it exactly as intended and uh, it's so funny once you read it it feels like it's everywhere like it's splintered into all these things I there's there's so many um, you know things I was already into or, or things that I, I, I come into with like fresh eyes and it feels like this guy was inspired by Dune like somehow like you I don't know, you like you can see it you can see the ways and it, it's crazy because it's like um, I, I think it really does come back to the idea of, of it just making you think like I think so many people who aren't even like science fiction fans or, or wouldn't consider themselves science fiction fans it's like Dune has so much more to to say and focus on that um, anyone with uh, you know an, an, an appreciation for like in, in engaging and interesting stories um, I think comes across Dune in one way or another at some point in their lives and uh, it, it has like found its way into, into so many different works of art so many albums so many other movies shows um, it, that it it's it's uh, it's so weird to see to see the pieces of it totally reflected back at yeah you. and it, it feels like reading the book sometimes is like the Rosetta Stone it's like holy shit like yeah Dune's everywhere man it really <laughs> is it's wild yeah. um so yeah I mean um before we wrap things up Grady did you wanna I mean we we do we do have a listener base of approximately <laughs> I think right now we're like at like sixty it's something been, listens wow. an episode so it's we're Pretty sizable here, pretty sizable That's audience. Pretty yeah, um, me a little nervous. I, I yeah, I, uh, I didn't want to drop that number <laughs> at, you know, the at the beginning because yeah. I you know <laughs> would make you a little bit nervous about saying the wrong thing. Um, do, 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 do you have anything to promote? Anything to um, plug, as they well, say on podcasts? Yeah, anything to plug? Anything um, you want to mention? Any artwork uh, that my, you want to shamelessly morph into content? Uh, uh, my band Dagwood has uh, a new record in the can, and. Um, We'll probably be releasing it sometime late winter, but before then we'll be doing some videos. Um, other than that, I don't think so. I got to say... Uh, where do they find you? I got, do you want to mention any uh, like, Dag, social media stuff? Uh, we love Dagwood Instagram, and then dagwoodct.bandcamp. Very it's, nice. Uh, yep. I got to say, though, I've, I've heard a few of the new songs. And yeah. I I'm very very excited for the album. Yes. They, they they sound great. They're they're exciting. Um, been, yeah, been, very, been very sick. Jamming them jam, uh, like uh, it's like the um, it's like that sweet spot. You know, it's like the, the it's like power pop. Oh yeah, power pop punk sweet spot. I think I do have the, to mention at the end here. I mean, fun. you you kind of uh, you kind of mentioned like oh you know you went into that pool and and kind of like met the only two uh, Dagwood fans in Connecticut as you put it, but I. You know, we all know that's not true, and I, I gotta say, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, Grady. Because um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Shit, like I, I mean, Connor got me into Dagwood. He saw you guys at a show. Um, oh yeah, I, back I, in twelve. I I saw you guys open up for Alkaline Trio, which is oh, cra- yeah, which is that, crazy. I, I was I mean, you know, that's a that's that's a pretty cool thing to to happen to do. Yeah, that was that was crazy. That was our third show. Um, wow. And uh, we there was wow, a friend. Wow. Um, that was a pretty funny that was a pretty funny night for sure like yeah. we had just started as a band and a friend of ours had worked at toad's place and 
had passed our demo along to somebody else who worked there uh. and we showed up that day with all of our stuff and uh and we didn't we had never played a show like that yeah. before we yeah. we had no idea what we were doing and we we showed up <laughs> with our stuff and we i think i was 20 and you know the, the alkaline trio's manager was out, was inside like what the fuck are you guys doing here yeah. what are you doing and I, we said oh we're we're opening I, uh, Dagwood, we're yeah, opening, yeah. and he said, "No, you're not. Not on my show. Not on my show." Oh my He's god! He's like, "Get get out of here!" And we were like, "No, I th- uh, look. You know, this is before iPhones, and yeah, uh, yeah. we were like, uh, you know, um, we, uh, yeah, they told us we, it's we, in an email." And he goes, "No, you're not. You're not on my show." I think Defeater was supposed to be on the the bill, and then they okay. dropped, and then some. They needed a band last minute and asked yeah, us yeah. to do it, and. Uh, and and then he goes upstairs for about twenty minutes and comes back down. He goes, "All right, you can go downstairs in the green room. Uh, there's some there's a six pack if you're even old enough." Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> what a prick! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think we saw him again at some point, and we yelled something at him on the we he was on on the street. Less than Jake was playing at Toad's place. We uh-huh. were walking by, and he was out there and. Um, but that was really funny. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> awesome. It is wild. It's a wild story, and it, yeah. it, it's so funny because after that show, I mean, I remember going over to uh, to hang out with Connor. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. And um, he had a copy of Paradise, and he was like, "You gotta listen to this. Yeah. You gotta listen yeah. to this record, man." Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, not not to uh, I don't know, be 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 too big about it, but I mean, talking about like art that that changes you, I, I really do feel like I have to mention on the record like that. Like, I don't think that's just, like, a good record. I think it's uh, a phenomenal record. I love that record. Like, that's Thank a record you. that, um, like, came into my life at, like, just the right time. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to this day, I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, blasting, uh, like, No Brain or Guilt. And, um, yeah, man, I, I just got to say, uh, it, it really was great to talk with you. And, um, yeah, I mean... Um, I, we're we're big appreciators of your artwork as well. So you know, thanks for what you thank do. Thank you. Thanks uh, for. It's fucking cool as hell to uh, to talk with you about Dune. So thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to to check out the book now. Yeah, we're right excited. On. We're excited for you. We're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do have to do a Dune themed Dagwood album after Dude. this. Yeah, well, Connor and I have said we're gonna do Dune, a Dune EP. Dunewood. Yeah. <laughs> Dunewood. Yeah. 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 I, oh my god, I'm all for do that. It, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we're I'll gonna just convince the rest of them, and we'll be all set to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just just uh, you Easy. know, that's no problem. Yeah, no, just like yeah, I got a bunch of new songs, guys. And then, <laughs> like, don't tell them what like what they're about, and then they'll. Great. You know. Why is all this shit about we're gonna worms? Have to, yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on? We're gonna have to. Uh, I got a new a new outfit for us to wear on stage, guys. And you're just gonna have to bear with me here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah still suits. So, uh, Oh, like, all right, I guess we're just going to roll with this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, it's real funny. All right, well, folks, um, yeah, if, you, if you are interested in contacting us, you can do that at doonewspod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, and it's, no, we're on Twitter at doonewspod. Um, we, we've sold out officially. The dudes have sold out. Yes. And uh, so, so you know, any sponsors who, who want to hit us up, we will take your offers. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah, no problem. As long as you give us the money. We're, don't worry about anything we said about artistic integrity no. or, or envisioning we're, your dreams. We're done with that. Hey, you guys yeah. will change it if anyone wants to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll change, any, we'll change anything and everything. We'll edit out Just parts. Just us or, with an offer. It's fine. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have to turn this into a Harry Potter podcast. If, oh yeah, if you, if you want any money, we could do that. We could that's do that. true. That's true. Um, 
You can also follow us at Corrupt TV on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, until next time. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, keep, keep your eye out for uh, more more guests uh, and all, all that other shit, you know. So that's art's everywhere. Dune's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. So keep listening. I am Dune. Uh, yeah, I am Joe <laughs>